Whiskey, November, Romeo, Papa. To all units, proceed to your post assignments. All units, proceed to your post assignments. Tanya and Elizabeth O'Bannon. Watch yourself. Elizabeth's the mean one. And watch yourself. Tanya's the mean one. Co-champions of Solaris, 3051 to 3053. You're listening to Wolfnet Radio, the only show that provides events where the players bring their own miniatures. I'll be your host this evening, Matthew Bloodbath Barons. Tonight, co-host as usual, Andrew. You're going to buy stuff anyways, Minnow Crawl. Good evening, guys. How was it going? And Aaron, the coach, Kroll. Good, Andrew. Thank for ask- Thank you for asking. You're welcome, Miss- sir. Missing out tonight, uh, Luke Gideon Dirks had a uh, passing in the family, so we give uh, condolences and um, mention of him. He's in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, Thomas, if you have time to create 350 lists during the podcast... You can talk on the podcast, Silent Sea Raven Kruger. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Unfortunately. And Mark, say uncle. Tip it. <laughs> say uncle. Click, click, boom. What says that? Click, click, boom. Anybody know? Click, click, boom. AC-20 says click, click, boom. Now, LRMs fly overhead. Lasers go zippity-zap. Machine guns go rat-a-tat-tat. But that AC-20 goes click, click, boom. Everybody now click, click, boom. One more time. Click, 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 click boom. boom. Everybody says click, 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 click boom. boom. <laughs> Good evening, that was Damn, fantastic. That is an intro. Best that was awesome. fucking intro ever. <laughs> Dude, He's... that is the new thing. Theme song of the podcast, right there. That is Cut gonna... that out. That goes at the beginning every time. <laughs> that is going to be Eden's new ringtone. I swear. I have been I have been working on that for two years. First, like, <laughs> pull me on this podcast, and I was dude. That I, was awesome. Even this afternoon, I'm going. I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you well, didn't. That was awesome. <clears throat> either way, well, the show. <clears throat> You're. Uh... You've been a, a, a long time waited uh, guest to be on. So long, long gonna, time waited. We're going to enjoy long. it. Well, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to discuss the spoilers of my new book and then show the uh, two painting awards that I've won and then uh, talk about like real battle tech. Oh, my <laughs> real goodness. Nothing that Andrew plays, right? Or, I mean, not Andrew, Aaron. My bad. Cut this fucking guy off right now. Just. So, did, so Mark. First of all, did you do the? Did you kickstart the the Kickstarter with a character? Did you pay no. to get the character? Hell no. Oh. Why not? Why would I do that? Because it would be funny. awesome. <laughs> you might it just get have been awesome. You might just you might get written in anyway. <laughs> you can't pay me enough money to be a good character. Oh. I am a good character. That's just true. Hang on for about another hour that, and a half, and you'll figure that, that, that out. That is true. That is true. So his <laughs> history lesson time. Um, Uncle Mark <clears throat> Tippett is. Yes. Oh my! We've known each other since 2013, Gen Con. Yeah, yeah. The the first warm up X Wing tournament. Yeah. Right All of 32 people. All 32 of us, and. Um, <clears throat> It was uh, 
awesome. Uh, X-Wing had just come out as as a viable game. It's been, a, I mean, it went through the, the stages, but uh, this was like the first showcase of it at Gen Con. And, uh, and there was Uncle Mark Tippett, Tyler Tippett, and myself. And was Jerry Russell in that or not? You bet your ass That's right, he was. So <laughs> it was but, really but easy. Tyler did, but Tyler didn't play because he was over winning the uh, oh, he had North dust. American Championship at Dust. That's right. So Which it was that game petered out two years later. It was really easy to make friends with Uncle Mark because one, we were the only two people in the group of thirty-two that could look each other in the eye, <laughs> <laughs> and two, we just had uh, we were just there to have fun. And uh, <clears throat> Uncle Mark has this infectious uh, disease called uh, funness and super Sarcasm. awesome old f- cool dude. First. <laughs> A personality, a pers- yeah, a personality <laughs> in some circles they call that. But um, so anyway, well, we oh, he brought four Y wings. You really have to work hard to get me not to like you. <laughs> but but once you achieve it, you've earned it for a lifetime. Challenge accepted. <laughs> it, you, you knew his personality right away because he was flying four Y wings, which. Even at Tanks. the time when there was only four ships available, <laughs> four Y-Wings was too many Y-Wings. <laughs> but uh, we had a great time. Ever since then, um, the the relationship has grown, and it got to the point where we decided to start our own X-Wing podcast. And, um, and I, I had to weasel my way onto you, that one, You too. weaseled your way right into that one. And it was a mainstay throughout the entire thing. Uh, lived with us through the beginning of the YouTube live days and the end of the YouTube live days. Yeah, but you forget. I, 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 it, 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 <laughs> on those shows, you know. And then, and then promptly followed by, ah, oh, fuck You're beginning shit. to God damn it. And then he would, go, he would go away. Let's just say he didn't have the greatest internet in the world. and uh, But it was comical because... I think your I think your uh, I think your uh, uh, record for dropping and getting added back in was like a hundred times one night, but that was I, yeah, it was, it was a good time. But was, was that was that the year then? Did I get introduced to you that same year, or would did I follow yes, up the yeah, year after uh, that? Because because Aaron drugged me over to see you. Oh, that's right. No, because then because then because you and you and I had an. Yeah, because you and I had a long conversation about BattleTech when he brought you over, and I found out you were a old school BattleTech guy. I was like, "Oh my Brogard, god!" Yeah, you bet. We sat there <laughs> we talking a long time, and Mark goes, "Well, what other games do you play?" I says, "Well, I, I play BattleTech," and he goes, "Shut the front door." Oh, shit. <laughs> Are you serious? Really? <laughs> so yeah, uh, I found out that Mark has been playing BattleTech since before it was BattleTech. Uh, not quite, but oh, real damn close. Really um, close. What really was the close. year? What was the year you started? 85. 85. Damn. 1985. So, uh, what happened was is there was a little bitty... Uh, I was four years old. Game, game, game convention that uh, in my hometown, and it was at the high school. And uh, there was like three vendors... And they were local vendors from around 30 miles away. And uh, I don't remember what I was running. 
something for them. And, but I, I'd gotten done early. I come walking into the cafeteria and I look down and there's this board and there's this kid playing three other kids, nice miniatures. I sidled up and I said, what's this? And he goes, oh, this is Battletech. I said, oh, really? What is it, giant robots? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop so your robots. So I'm, so I'm watching, and the guy showing the game is running an Atlas. And he's playing against a Shadowhawk, a Phoenix Hawk, and a Locust. And he goes, <laughs> this, this is a fair fight because the tonnage is the same. And I'm going, mm-hmm. mm, I'm going to watch this for a minute. I believe this smells like Rainbow Sherbert. <laughs> and, and I watch, and of course he stomps them to snail, snail piss, and and um, I saunter away, and I see this uh, game store vendor that I know, and I'm going, hey, dude, you got a copy of Battletech? And he goes, yeah, I do. I said, throw it over here, and I paid for it. I think it was 12 bucks or something like that. First edition? Yep. And I pulled Damn. the rule book out, and I'm going, hmm, I did, that, that smells fishy. Hmm. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Hmm. I have to I have to play this guy. So I come back over and sit down, and, he, and he's starting to pack him. Say, hey, got time for one more? And he goes, well, I don't know. I said, no, I just I just picked up the rule book, and I was scanning through it, and I, this kind of caught my eye. I'd like to give it a try. Well, and I, I said, hey, two of you guys want to come back over here and try again? And they go, yeah, that'd be great. <gasps> so, so I just pulled out the original box set, too. I, I got, like, three of those. <laughs> <laughs> Are they still in the plastic? Uh, unfortunately, no. I, I play with my He toys. plays with his toys. Because you cannot keep it boxed away forever. So do you guys have do you guys have one of these though? Battle droids? No. No, I don't have battle droid. I'm sorry. I wish I did. Now he's just gloating. Showing off. Sure. No, I'm just showing I'm just showing off. So look what uh, I got. <laughs> so I pulled the third, the other two guys aside, and I said, okay, guys, your jump, I'm going to take the Locust, I'm going to run fast. And they're going, okay, so just show yourself long enough to shoot, then get behind cover. Well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to run behind him. <laughs> Piss him off. And they're going, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm betting the back armor is not nearly as tough as that front arm is. <laughs> and uh, 30 minutes later, we'd taken him out, and uh, the guy's just face is red. I said, yeah, now those, it's 100 tons of fun, but yeah, I don't know. Fast and quick is a whole lot more fun. Speed kills. At, at point, five points a bite, so that's what got me into it. And then I had a I had a friend that managed another hobby shop, and so I'd call him up and say, hey, I, I need some Battletech figs. Can you paint them for me? And he goes, yeah, sure. Don't forget, every- sh- don't forget to shout out those buddies. <laughs> I've got a list of them. Good. And uh, uh, over the next, I had five or six painted companies, and and then it just grew into this whole minefield of terrain and battlescape and this and that and <laughs> trees and it's a whole new and world felt and and templates to to paint hexes on and you know just uh oh and then of course at work i was a switch technician and, and I, so basically eight seven and a half hours of my eight hour work day was just monitoring this big pile of electronic uh, lights so i spent my useful time carving out two scale uh, battle tech boards on uh, styrofoam 
So everything is two level, and uh, I've got 22 of those boards made. Gee, for socks. And uh, yeah, and they're still, I mean, mice have tried to eat them up, and, mm-hmm. and there's, I've still got them. I patch them regularly. So. Piles of mothballs. <laughs> <laughs> so you, did you make a rack for that to put them up vertically or horizontal? How do you store those? I, I stacked them. Nice. <laughs> inverted some you know inverted some on but you know you can do it it's but it's a it's a pain he's got I mean, a lot I, of I, games i oh jeez. occasionally we hear about the treasure chest being opened in the basement and and some some images of oh my some goodness more, look at all that stuff some more stuff falls out <laughs> my, yep. my favorite part of gen con is every time every time mark gets done going through the dealer hall i'm like so What's added to the collection now? And he's got like two giant bags. <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for World War II board games, and uh, they're getting to the point where uh, you know they're almost as expensive as a used pickup truck. Now. Yeah, yeah. I just happened to talk to uh, Robert Weersma, Bob, who usually patrons the uh, Aaron's uh, old uh, game store, and he wants us to run down to Sioux City. Uh, in July and put together a introduction for about three or four of his regular players. He's a big uh, World War II game board fan as well. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get on that. Uh, yeah, I'm fixing to uh, the 15th of July set Ooh. that up for him. I feel Should like be I, fun. Uh, I Pizza and Battletech. I will have to check my schedule, but I will try to make that happen. Um. Yeah. Mark, yes. We always ask everyone these kind of basic questions. You you know the drill. We used to do this on uh, OCX. <clears throat> uh, what is your favorite mech? Uh, the Warhammer, the seven uh, R, the WHM six R. I'm sorry, I was corrected about that one time. Six R. Like a bot ready to jump all over you <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I saw your eyes come up. I saw your eyes come up. I, 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 I realize this is radio, but you know. We got faces for radio. Just remember that. Yes, we do. So pretty, It's a, and it's the the original one, not these fake things that they put out now. Call again. <laughs> Um, you know, it's it's the one that apparently I have to be blinded now because you're not supposed to see him or something like that. Oh, Should yes. Be. The Unseen! Um, <sighs> uh, I love I, the Unseen. I have about 23 of them or 24 <laughs> of them, I think. And I actually got, I think four of them are still in blisters. But, uh, yeah. And I like, the, I like the old-time rifleman and just, uh, you know. And then I look at the prices that we're having, that we're being gouged by now with Iron Wind and whatnot. Sorry, guys. That's it's. I'm like, you want how much for a hammer hand? Really? They're getting up there. Um, do do you have one of the newer Warhammer models? Yes, I do. What's your What's your take? um, They're nice looking. They're nice looking, but they're not. uh, did I just freeze? No, you're good. No, you're still no, good. You're good. Something just freeze. Carry on. We're good. Hang on. Well, that might be me. Unless you froze and you can't still, hear us now. You're still transmitting. <laughs> okay, because it said this. It said 
No, it said Discord was not responding. Oh. Um, we'll let you know if you fall off. I knew we had to have a robot mark there moment. I, just I, briefly. I, I knew we had to. Me? Are you shitting me? You're doing this to me now? Jill must have all three televisions on upstairs. Um, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty mech. I haven't painted one yet. Um, I've got a couple, I guess. Um I mean, all the new mechs are, are pretty, but hell, I've had these other guys for 30-some years. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they, they, they need loving, too. Well, I just, What do you like painting? What do you like painting a unit in? You've got a select unit, don't you? Uh, we, I've, uh, my unit's the first Celtic Rangers. Um, the, the command company is in uh, gold metal flake, upper torsos, uh, Gunmetal down the barrels with flames wrapped around all the barrels and uh, flames coming up the legs. It's the uh, We March Through Hell Battalion uh, company. Uh, battalion, yeah. <clears throat> company. Nice motto. Nice. But, um, I just, it was, I started messing around with it and uh, they look good. And I, I do a little black wash to get the, the seams out. I mean, you guys on the Wolfnet. Uh, <laughs> Facebook group, my God, the, the pictures of the of the mechs that these people are painting out there. I, you know, I'm going. These are gorgeous. Why are you touching them? Why are you putting them on the the board? Just you know, get the plastic ones out. And leave those in the case. <laughs> God, you know. It's, and if you're you know if, if it's pretty intimidating, all, isn't it? I just me being intimidated by anybody. I beg to differ. Uh, <laughs> it would take a piece of metal to do that. That's really, those are really, really pretty. I can't wait to show you what they look like when they're burnt to hell. Um, but, but yeah, if you don't come into this game with attitude, what's the point in playing? Very true. <laughs> Very true. Imagination. No, but we have, a, we have a, we, we, we had a guy uh, in Peoria that painted an entire uh, company of mechs all white and put, blue and red and green polka dots on it and it was called the visual assault company <laughs> and it didn't matter whose side he played on we all shot those to get them off the board <laughs> i'm just gonna say i'm tired of him get the, him out of here the visual like, assault know, company Molly fire you know look clown boys off the board uh we, we had another guy billy ray that loved to put he loved victors but he put mohawks on all of them and so we ruled that if he was hiding behind the level two hill we still saw him because you could see his (laughs) mohawk um and he agreed to it i mean okay um that's awesome we had such a core core group of people and sad i i'm actually in communications with a few of them but uh there were some local guys that I had forgotten was even playing with us. And uh, this fellow was a uh, either a firefighter or a police officer. And he's retired. But he uh, he told me that when he, he had played in some of our tournaments when he was in high school. And he, he mentioned that when he was in the service, uh, they were playing Battletech at one of the forts he was stationed at. And somebody rolled snake eyes. And he went, ah, click, bang, rule. And the guy goes, what? And he says, click bang you rolled snake eyes your weapon malfunctions you got to roll again to see if it blows up or it clears up or if you lose it for the rest of the game guy goes 
rule? He goes, oh, yeah, that's a rule. So he got out the rule book. He's looking through everywhere. He goes, dude, I can't find it. He goes, oh, hell, we've played it. That's that was Mark's rule. Uh, you know, <laughs> we, we just played it that way forever. We just thought it was a rule. You know? <laughs> Being in the know and how uh, it rolls. Yep. <laughs> well, it's just it was just interesting. I brought up the Warhammer question because they went through. So we had the original Warhammer. And then they, because of the whole unseen thing and the Harmony Gold and blah, 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 they redid all of them. And yeah, those, I'm sorry, but those were terrible. <laughs> no, they, they, no they, they, they don't grace my board. So I was just, <laughs> I was just glad, especially with the Warhammer, because it actually looks somewhat like the old Warhammer. Like they, well, yeah, they, you, just, you just turn that six rack and mount it vertical instead of horizontal and you basically got you know similar to what the original yeah. looked like 20 percent so, uh, difference for copyright <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah sure whatever but <laughs> it was just it was just something nice that when this whole you know revitalization of battletech came about that they they're like okay screw harmony gold screw this we're gonna go back to what they used to look like and and you know put a little 21st century spin on it but uh i'm just glad that I could pull out my old Warhammer and the new Warhammer and, you know, my kid will go, oh, that's Warhammer. So. Exactly. I'm just yeah, really happy no they did that. There's no sense losing that. It's, it would be a, it'd be a travesty to lose that. <sighs> that would have been bad. If, if I could interject a story here, because I have lots of them. <laughs> You're the guest. And, you can do half and, what you want. And, and Aaron knows this. And Tommy, you can you can interrupt me whenever you want to, man. You're 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 my brother in arms as far as I'm concerned. Even though you want those uh, whatever it is like, but um, yeah, 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 them too. <laughs> um, we met regularly. Now I was I was in a, a great position with my work back then because my boss was on the East Coast, and so I would start my lunch at eleven o'clock when I knew he took his. And I would just run it till one o'clock my time because I had lunch from noon to one. But anyway, I would get two hours for lunch. And uh, <laughs> we'd meet at this local hobby shop and we'd do one-on-one -on -one matches or whatnot uh, over lunch hour. Well, one day they, they said, uh, let's, uh, let's play this uh, Star Trek combat simulator. Oh, okay. So we're playing it and a rule came up, uh, something about, uh, crew, crew taking damage and what the negative modifiers were. And, and we discussed it for a while. And I finally said, there's a phone number on the book. Let me just call them and ask them. And they're going, what? And I said, well, there's a phone number right here. Let me just call fast and see if someone can answer the question. And it's noontime. So I, I go, <laughs> I grab the shop. This is before cell phones, guys. So I grab the, I grab <laughs> the, the shop. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Yes, oh, I'm the sorry. First one of the was, was the first one? Oh. <laughs> no, there was, there was no, a, no, no, no. We broke that rule. We broke it real early. Yeah, but this one is directed. <laughs> I love it. That's true. So uh, I borrowed the phone. It, it was a cordless. And um, called, the, called the number. A nice lady answered the phone. I said, hey, uh, we got a question on, on a game. Is someone around uh, that could help us out? She goes, yeah, just a second. Okay. So next thing I hear is, uh, hey, this is uh, Sam Lewis. How can I help you? <laughs> Sam, oh, uh, 
president of fast oh, <laughs> uh, hello mr lewis uh, how are you today and he goes uh, just call me sam store okay uh, and i said uh we're playing star trek comment simulator we were just wondering if uh we got a couple of questions he said just a second i can hear him pull the drawer open on his desk book hits the desk flip up what's the question i ask him gives me the answer i said okay i guess we played that that right uh got time for another one he goes sure ask him another one okay and i said do you have a couple extra minutes? We got about three or four questions on battle. <laughs> he goes, Oh yeah, sure. Just a second. Pull another book out. <laughs> that man stayed on the phone with me for 45 minutes. <laughs> and cool. it was a conversation. It was getting to know each other. I said, I wish you guys would come to Springfield for capital con. It's not that far down the road. It's two hours to Springfield from, you know, Chicago and this and that. And he goes, well, how long has this been going on? I said, well, we've been doing this for 10 years. Really? Yeah. I said, uh, do you have a program? I said, well, yeah, I got a bunch of them. Can you send a couple of those up to, and he gives me a name and says, send it to this person. I said, okay. And uh, so I said, uh, basically, I've been running the Battletech tournaments down there. And he goes, well, how are they received? I said, oh, I get 10, 12. 16 people for every tournament. Well, how do you run it? Well, generally it's a big free for all and you know, whoever gets the most kills or, you know, we figure out ways to give prizes out. MVP. Oh, so he says, uh, I'll get back with you on this. I said, all right. A couple of weeks later in, in snail mail, I, I get this envelope. You say you had a pony out. express that, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> Three writers in eight hours, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Opened it up and he said, "Mark, we really, we really, we really don't have anybody to that can come down. But uh, if you will go ahead, so I guess this would mean I was a, I was one of the early demo agents. Oh, nice. <laughs> said if you would like to run this for us, we will send you some trophies, some pins, and some you know uh, advertisement stuff. Hence me getting all these uh, posters." and whatnot. And I think Tyler has two of the trophies still up in his bedroom, right up there, up there. Um, <laughs> and one of them has an Atlas that's mounted on it, which was very cool. And then the other ones were just, you know, burnt or logos were put in on, on, on boards, but uh, they helped us out for five years. Wow. And, and then, the, the the whole tournament scene kind of died and the convention center got to be too expensive and you know things happened but God, it was it was it was so cool being able to just you know fall fast and talk to a real body so mark Tippett, the father of catalyst demo team <laughs> or the the father of the demo team oh, agent numbered lucky number seven <laughs> that's awesome yeah. so I've never been afraid to go ask somebody a question. And right now, I, I, it's not a shout or what I, I want to thank you guys for what you're doing here. You, you guys are, are, are bringing this attention back. My, my future son-in-law keeps going, I don't see any advertisement for Battletech. I know you're excited about it, but I'm looking around for things and people don't have it. And, uh, you know, I don't read anything online about it. I don't, I'm going, 
it's a growing, well, no, it's not a growing community. The community has been here for 35 years plus, but it's faded away. It's coming back. And through podcasts like this, through uh, Kickstarters, we're seeing a groundswell come again. And that makes me excited about the game. And so I got him a corset and he's learning how to play that too. So when he and the daughter come awesome. down, I pull him off the side and we, we play a game. <laughs> um, Hi, so Dad. I, Forget I, it. I, We're playing Battletech. <laughs> okay, let me... My memory is real good. I, I had planned on getting him one. I'm not remembering if I did. Uh -oh. If I didn't, I have an extra one in the basement. Man. Um, so we got him taken care of. There you go. Yeah, but, no. But, but you guys have gone out of your way. I mean, Matt fished a card out of the ether for me for the the card game. <laughs> out of the ether? No. You mean his giant collection of Battletech CCG? No, he had to work for this one, apparently. Oh, I, uh, I spent three, at least, what, two months uh, conducting a trade <laughs> for negotiating. several to at least get that Thunderhawk. And then I go, well, how much do I owe you? And he said, eh, I just send it to you. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, what? But, I mean, you guys have sent me stuff. I've sent you guys stuff. I've posted stuff. I've uh, I sent Andrew a whole bunch of posters. I don't know if they ever got into your hands or not. but um, They did. You didn't need okay, to send good. him those. I mean, he's already got probably 16,000 of them. Well, yeah, but he was the one that reached out to me to, if I had the extra oh! one. Oh, so only spent like two and a half years every Wednesday night with you. <laughs> Coach, you got more free shit than all of us put together. So just <laughs> shut up. That's true. I would I would say uh, uh, you'd probably have to originally thank Michael Cohen for that Thunderhawk because that's, <clears throat> that's one of the uh, CCG gentlemen that uh, keeps uh, Battletech CCG alive out in uh, California. Well, if he listens, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, ever so since I, uh, ever since the tradingonlinecards.com site went down, we've had to uh, keep our old contacts <laughs> and uh, got a little dark they, web they, thing going on there. They got a they got a Facebook page too for uh, BattleTech CCG, so they're they're pretty slick and good. They got lots of good questions. Uh, they're a good fun group to talk to. So. Th those were the early days. The the uh, Paul Kirby's who is on this group, um, Paul Kirby, Mike Turnbull, Mike Schlosser, Richard Kretz, uh, Billy Ray, some young guy that used to eat payday candy bars all the time. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember his name. I oh, that's a great call sign, Kirby. payday. Nice. <laughs> That's a really good call definitely sign. A, definitely a Merc. <laughs> and uh, and we just uh, we would get together on the weekends, and sometimes we would have huge blowouts. Sometimes we just have you know a couple of boards and three or four guys playing. But uh, it was always a good time. A lot of laughing. A lot of uh, bravado. Um, you know, good good natured fun. And, well, that's good. Uh, you know, but but in every uh, every group that really, how do I say this? A group of players, but not necessarily associated as a play group, 
there's one or two that are just, uh, you know, dicks. And, uh, <laughs> and what's our and, motto? Uh, we and, are. Don't be a dick. But just bring down the whole thing. I, I, the night the guy that threw the atlas across the game room and we just said leave. Ooh. You know, just go away. Whoa, whoa. Threw, wait, wait, wait. Stop. And, uh, re, re, just go he, away. he threw an atlas across? Yeah. Yeah. That had to make a dent. You, you got a little you got a little uh, storyline on that from start <laughs> that, to finish? That could be considered uh, assault. <laughs> um, ah, get it? You're pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like um, it. Mark for coach. It uh, it started out with him not rolling well, and then uh, his teammates not doing what he thought that they should be doing, and capped off with a uh, gauze rifle to the head shot and uh, he flipped a shit and threw the fig (laughs) and we showed him the door and he started to protest and when 10 guys get up (laughs) it's it's time to move on 10 guys over 6 foot tall get up (laughs) (laughs) there was was three of us pushing 6'6 or 6'7 so you know It's it's always funny how it always starts out with bad rolls Always starts off with bad rolls. <laughs> you know, and I've chucked my fair share of dice across the room, you know. <laughs> but I always I always follow, follow up, you know, incoming or downrange so, so people at least know to get down. <laughs> I've been warned not to throw my dice. Aaron oh. specifically said, please do not throw your dice. I so barely let you roll your dice. Ones? Like I ask you to put padding under your <laughs> your thing because your freaking dice are twenty pounds each. Ruin my good table. <laughs> well, Mark, uh, you got any uh, you got any favorite characters or the lore stories? Oh my god! I guess you do. It was, it was one of the early Stackpole novels, and it was uh, God. My memory is so bad, but who was in it? It was it was well. Um, it was prior. It was right after the Steiner uh, uh, Davian wedding, and the the story centered a little bit around Melissa, but it was her body double, and I believe the the, the character's name was Jane Gray, but she was the body double for, yeah. from from Marissa Steiner, and her partner, I think his name was like Creatus or something like that. Anyway. Curious, yeah. I go, I go through the novel, and I'm going, you know, and 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 of course, you know how they do these damn novels. You're in one part of the galaxy, one chapter. You're over there, after, and then you're down under here, the next chapter. Uh, I finally get to that next to the last chapter, and the line, "I thought it would hurt more," and I just went, "Motherfucker!" (laughs) And the epilogue is is Caritas at her grave. And I've been mad at Mike Stackpole ever since that book. That's and, right. You hate him for so, killing your fictitious girlfriend. And, and, the thing, and the whole and the whole thing is is BattleTech is like Game of Thrones. Man, don't like anybody for too long because they're dead. <laughs> as soon as they get your attention, they're gone. So, but but fast forward thirty years, we play. Aaron and I have both played in this. Uh, uh, campaign against cancer tournaments 
And the very first tournament over in uh, South Bend, Indiana, we had autographed uh, X-Wing books from Mike Stackpole. And it was the whole Rogue Squadron series that he wrote. And uh, they were they were drawing prizes. Anyway, uh, it was at Gen Con a couple, three years, a couple years ago. I'm talking to Chad Hopeful. <clears throat> And, and I mentioned the fact that I'm still pissed at Mike Stackpole about that. He pulls his phone out. <laughs> I go, what are you doing? I'm texting Mike Stackpole. What? <laughs> says, yeah, we're, we're friends. Mark Tippett says he's really missed at you about killing off some body double, blah, blah, blah. Response, don't care. <laughs> perfect. I think, perfect. I think he was at Gen Con one of those years, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he's been at Gen Con in number number of times yeah the first year i went with you guys at gen con he was there that's right that's right it it's funny that you that you made the the game of thrones because i've been seeing like a lot of memes lately of battletech was game of thrones before game of thrones was cool or something like that (laughs) yeah and the more i think about it it is exactly that i mean what you're saying one moment you're way over here in the galaxy the next moment you're way over here but you're hundreds of thousands of light years away but something someone did on this planet directly affects this person way over here on this planet kind of a thing um and we have dragons and they have dragons (laughs) but uh it it is and I, i know there's been like a groundswell since the dawn of Battletech for a movie or a TV series or something like that. I think we've gone and over this a couple you, of times. Yeah, and, I don't, and now it can be done. It can be know. done. I just don't know where you would start. Like So, where would you start the era for a TV series or movie? I would, I would, I would fish an obscure uh, Merc unit just, just to get a flavor for the armored combat and whatnot and link in some of this extra stuff that's going on just to see if it draws the attention in because I'm truly afraid if you say we have to start start with uh, Davian and, and Steiner coming together. Well, okay, that's a geopolitical thing with a little combat thrown in. You'll uh, turn some people off. I Maybe. I mean... Us diehards, you know, we're going to be there frothing at the mouth anyway. Take my money! You know. Uh, and then some, some whiner on a, on a uh, <laughs> Star, Star Wars page going, I really think that they should take two to three years between the movies like they did originally so they can get everything just right. I responded, <laughs> I'm 64 years old. And the first... <laughs> Check these things out as fast as you can. <laughs> you know, what's this? Not going to survive the end of the series. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, and and I know everybody wants the black black widows, and everybody wants a, a gray death legion, or or you know, everybody's got their spice. See, yeah, I, I, I do. I think the, I think the first Celtic Rangers would be perfect. <laughs> I I do agree with you it's on that. Blaine, hit, hit, hit me up. I got four folders of information on these guys. Anyway, um, I I think you're on to something good there because 
especially if you were following this podunk, you know, mercenary unit around, and then all of a sudden the Black Widows show up, like it, <laughs> it puts a lot more suspense and whatever. If you had never even seen them, but you can see the fear in these guys' eyes, they're like, "Oh shit, what did we do wrong?" <laughs> what was that logo? Yeah. Stepping around <laughs> yeah. Canyon. You you just see the hour, and of course you'd have fanboys everywhere on the first dropship with an hourglass on it, like just <laughs> passing Woo-hoo! out. Oh, excuse me. You wanted to be go mm-hmm. right ahead. <laughs> we weren't making this much anyway. Come on, go on. Nope, go nope. Your contract. Just, don't worry. <laughs> can we can we just leave? <laughs> can, can, can you sign my Marauder, please? <laughs> no, exactly. Just, <laughs> but what uh, you know. I think well, a thirty. Actually, uh, I think thirty twenty five would be the the correct starting point. Just kind of on the when everything goes to hell with the sure. whole marriage and everything, um, it's a good kick starting spot. Although, sorry, although Clanners, marriage, but the the marriage, the whole marriage uh, thing. <laughs> you, you could be on season three. Been, <laughs> the whole marriage thing would put the red wedding to shame. I'm just sorry, you know. It's, it, it wouldn't be as bloody, but when they turn over the plates and, and Hans Davian says, I give you the Capella Confederation, yes. that would be a pretty cool epilogue to the entire show. And then show. we got the cha- chancellor grabbing all the dessert dishes. <laughs> the plot thickens. That would be a pretty cool, uh, not epilogue, um, prologue. But Oh, yeah. I agree. I it would be awesome. product, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm seeing what I'm... Dish set. <laughs> oh, Lee, oh, dude, a Leo dish set. Oh, that That'd would be, be awesome. awesome. <laughs> like, we what are we, what are we putting on the table? Get, get the custom set. I'm gonna, oh, I'll sorry. get the good china out, dear. <laughs> da Triangle and sword, dude. I am punning <laughs> like crazy tonight. Can't get anything so, uh, out of Andrew. Jeez, come on, man, crack a smile. Mark, if if you could, if you could. Uh, <clears throat> keep one thing out of your basement if if everything else had to go what would be your favorite battletech product you have in the basement i mean you already have 23 warhammers and ladies and gentlemen (laughs) he is taking his time thinking about this because this is pretty important think of all the battletech shit he has (laughs) uh first off all of my books are upstairs in the back room because we didn't want them to be damaged when the flood hit Oh, um, yeah. And then the shitstorm hit two summer, two winters later. But, uh, wow, what would I want to One thing. That's a good reminder, ladies and hey, gentlemen. Make sure you uh, protect your... That's a good uh, question for all of us. That's a good question for all of us. I'm <laughs> actually, think- actually, if... if I, I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm gonna, I'm gonna head just a little bit. Uh, the one thing I would want to grab would be the uh, one box with my original uh, companies. Uh, oh, there you with, go. With my, orig- with my original Unseens in it. Uh, and the rest of it could be replaced uh, painfully or not. I mean, I would just play with what I had anyway. I used, I used to go on the theory of having one of everything is nice, but what if one of your friends wants one to play one of those too? So you should have two. And two's nice, but, you know, four makes a lance. <laughs> so four is better, except if it's clan, and then you got to get five, and 
Ah, I don't know. That's kind of yeah. Well, and then a lance versus a star it, doesn't really mold out. So, and so you need you need at least a company <laughs> of the inner sphere for that you know star. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was. Uh, <sighs> I would probably. And, I mean, for me, I'd have to grab my night wolf that dub uh, Kevin Wood painted for me. Because he took a long time on that. <laughs> Everything else I think I can replace. But that thing was awesome. So That or my signed copy of... Um, of uh, wow, this is bad because now I can't think of the book's name. Divided We Fall. My signed copy of Divided We Fall that I have yet to send to Blaine. Um, I'd probably have to grab that. <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. <laughs> Tommy, what would you take? Awkward long pause. Your fucking metal dice. That's what you would grab. Don't lie. <laughs> Ceramic dice. Your freaking metal dice that you could barely see the numbers <laughs> on anymore. Uh, I, I, that'd probably survive almost anything. That That's true. You'd find those back. It sure as hell wouldn't be a book. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be a book. <laughs> Everything's on audio file in the cloud. So. Ooh, do you hear the good news, Tommy? Uh, what's the new book that just came out on audiobook? Uh, just saw it on Facebook. Bon, bonfire, oh. bonfire of Worlds. Bonfire Worlds mm. just came out on audiobook. Nice. Ooh, I've. You'd like that one. On, I've caught up to almost all my other series, so. You'd like Bonfire oh. Worlds. Uh, I would have to say my Turkina mm. that I painted, mm-hmm. even though I painted it and it's not very cool like your other stuff, but. But it is your Turkina. It is my turkina. So, Andrew, it's a monster on the board, anyways. And all my wave one stuff <laughs> isn't at your house, <laughs> which is not at my house. It's on some Chinese ship or something. God, that'd be, yes, it's on the Chinese included ship. With, included with wave two. Tur- turns out, uh, FFG and Catalyst both uh, use the same shipping company for uh, all their products. <laughs> Jeez. And so does Gale Force Nine. No, really? Oh. Yeah, don't get me start don't get me started on that right now. <laughs> we'll let Andrew oh, think a little bit. Matt, what do you what would you have to pick? What's the one thing I would want to keep? And one box of cards counts. That's a big box of cards. I, well, okay, you're <laughs> That's like five hundred dollars worth you'd, of cards. You'd probably have to take one of your decks, wouldn't you? Don't you have a deck that you created that it's like a one of a kind's got all the all the rares in it and stuff like that? We uh Yeah, I've been collecting I, I think I besides uh Tommy and Gideon, like yeah, I've I've collected quite a few cards. And help people out too, give them trading and things like that. I think if I was if I had to keep one document or one item I think I would go with the the Tukiid source book. Oh, the new one that came out? No, the old one. Mm. Um That's because a good it one. has <clears throat> it's got so much information on individual units. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I'm glad they. That's, that's where I started putting like, where you start, you know, besides like looking at certain factions, 
that's where you start going down the rabbit holes <laughs> and finding the intricate, unique details about different units, all the way down to uh, company trinary size elements, yep. where it's like all medium jump units, all thugs, or all marauders, or combined arms or because they a listen, trinary a trinary of executioners for crying out loud they listed the individual units in those didn't they yeah um and and some of the warden the i think it'd be a tough throw up between that and uh warden faction field manual oh that's yeah. a good one too that was a good one that's where i find a lot of my ghost bear info andrew did you think of yours yet uh, it isn't here yet. <laughs> is it a 3D printer? No. Is it something you can talk that. about? No. <laughs> Not yet. Can't talk about Not yet. It. Not yet. Okay. I, I know something you're probably you're probably wanting to have, but you don't have yet. I don't get to jinx I, it. Uh, so. I, I, I do have one other thing that since I have two hands... Um, <laughs> uh, like what you think there, Mark? We, Get somebody got, to got, that. We got uh, stood up by uh, FASA one year, and uh, I sent a long and detailed letter of uh, why it would be better to come to Springfield instead of going to Origins in England. And um, uh, I got a lovely response back from. Uh, Brian Nystall and, and uh, Sam Lewis and uh, my copy of the beta test for Solaris 7. Oh, wow. That they sent down for me to proofread and to find some errors, and I actually caught some. Whoa. But, but got no credit for it. But, you know. <laughs> are, you saying that they, are you saying that they used to send... Um, Beta beta documents to you guys to proofread. I just I just I got one because they could they decided not to come down to, to Capital Con, and uh, oh, so that would for, be so for, cool. Like send this down to Uncle Mark. We can trust that so, guy. And I and you know they there was a comment on one of the uh, arenas being this massive mountain, and they were talking about it like it was six meters tall, and I'm going. Mm, no, that's probably supposed to be 60 meters tall. <laughs> and there was like two or three other that, you know, they just didn't have the, the heights. And the, the size of the mechs versus the side of this monster's terrain just wasn't, you know, adding up right. And I'm saying, this is just a misprint glitch, but here, this is what I found. And nice catch. <laughs> so. That is that is a, getting to be a common uh, benefit of the uh, community throwing back some of those um but that was kind of cool to corrections see it was rough draft and, and everything and yeah yeah for me for me that question is really really hard i mean like like mark i mean i've been collecting for a long time i've got a lot of original art i got a lot of books that you would be really really hard pressed to replace yeah. um i just <laughs> that's a really hard question to an answer there's there's a lot of stuff here <laughs> and, and me losing my my hard copies of stuff is not as monumental because i have everything on pdfs but 
it's the fact that I like to actually have the book in my hand and yeah. turn the pages and, and have a highlighter so I could I think that's what I I don't like about the new books with the glossy pages because I love to highlight my rule books. And I've got my original manuals, you know, and that and I always bought two of everything. One was pristine, the other one was marked to hell because <laughs> that was my game book. And uh, somebody'd say, you know, some random question and I'd just start flipping through it. I'd be looking for what well, was up oh, here it is, you know. That's X amount of heat because you did this and blah blah blah, and, you know. So but I'm I'm as much as I love the classic game, you guys have kind of sucked me into this whole 350 idea. Now, please understand, I have yet to really build a unit because when I start getting into the MUL, I go, holy shit, what am I doing here? <laughs> what Sam? So I have my phone turned on to Mech Factory and I'm scrolling through it to try to figure out what I need here. So then I go to the MUL and I hit this. Mm -hmm. And then I go to my other open window on the MUL and bring the picture up. And I'm going, oh, well, that's interesting. Maybe I should try that. How many points is it? Oh, it's that many points. Hmm, okay, so we'll put that in this file <laughs> quick. And then, and after about an hour of it, I look around and go, what the hell did I just do? And what? fuck it, delete. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. There goes 37 pristine units that you could have taken. So <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> This is the ESP that Mark and I have because I was literally just going to segue over to this topic. <laughs> exactly. And he did it for me. <laughs> I mean, you know, and guys, bless your hearts. I love the fact that you, you're doing these, these tournaments. And I know they're smallish right now, but you're getting a following. So whenever I know you're getting ready to play and you're going to stream, I try to pop in two or three times or four times during the day. Just so I can lob a grenade into the middle of everything and cheer, <laughs> cheer on uh, Cyclone and and throw some shit at somebody else and and uh, then slide away <laughs> and drift back in a little later <laughs> to see you know who's on the table now. Um, well, it's just really and, interesting for me because Mark, you're an old classic player. You've been playing classic for thirty five plus years. Sure, and. I think what I mentioned Alpha Strike to you a while ago, you're like, what is that? And it was, I was like, well, it's, it's Battletech Lite maybe, which nowadays it, it's not, <clears throat> and we have to get into the mindset of it. It's not Battletech Lite. It's just a completely different game. You, there is no yes. apples sure. to apples sure. comparison between Alpha Strike and Classic. It is apples to oranges. There's two different um, game systems out there. And um, as Mark and I came from the X-Wing world, where a lot of it is list building, um, creating a list that you think, okay, here are my strong points, here are maybe my weaknesses, what do I do against this list? Um, that had a lot to do with the 350 uh, model. But again, like, like you just said, there's a lot more units <laughs> in Battletech than oh there are God. in X-Wing. <laughs> And here, let's throw some infantry in. <laughs> really? Are yeah. you shitting me? Type in infantry. 1,176 <laughs> entries. Infantry 3025. Infantry 3025 that can jump. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <You know, it's like, laughs> 
So it it was it was really interesting because I know you've been following it pretty close, and you and I have been talking, and, and you've been talking with a lot of us about it as well. And um, yeah, as you mentioned, small tournaments, but in the BattleTech world, especially in the Alpha Strike world, sixteen people, which we just got done, that's oh. a large tournament in my mind. And they fly into Davenport from Tampa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kudos oh, to Seneca, man. Seneca's I a mean, little crazy, like, so. And I'm going, I'm two and a half hours away, and I couldn't make it. And this dude flies <laughs> in from Tampa. Oh, I'm I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it is um it is growing. It is it is gaining. I think it's gaining a lot of ground. Um, but it's it's good to hear, especially you trying to create a list. And I wanted to ask the question, did you have to kind of parse yourself outside of the classic mindset in order to create a new list? Or did you take what you knew from classic and put it into creating a list for uh, Alpha Strike 350? I went into it going, what are my favorite mechs? Okay, this is just like x one. You know, you can you can bring any meta to the game and what am I flying? Four Y-wings or five X-wings. And, and it'll never change. But um, when I when I was going through uh, my early lists, I'm going, wow, you know, this, this doesn't have much punch to it. And, but it seems to have better survivability. But I can't stand up to a Trakina. You know, that damn thing that Tommy has, you know, what is it, 47 dice you roll or something like that? You know, <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. that. You know, I'm, I'm staying on this side of the board. You come find me. I won't be here when you get here. But, <laughs> you know. Just, and, just keep moving. But I, I I, get, my hard drive's full, guys. You know, I'm 64 years old. I, you know, me trying to incorporate a whole new rule set for a game that I love and instinctively know how to play. But now I'm going, well, wait. And in this tournament format situation kind of stresses me out because now I'm dealing with, I have to build a list that fits this confine and I've got these restrictions. Okay, restrictions. That's why I have a book, a book with graph paper in it because that way I could take my red pen and you know drive, drive it around. Okay, this works with this. This doesn't work, so I have to put it over on this list. And we just, uh, I'm sorry, this 350 is a mindfuck, guys. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm like, one. Uh, Andrew, build me a list, okay? And I'll make it pretty, or, or sort of. But, you, you know, it's, it's I, you know, I want to play, but I don't want to do the work. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I watch these guys over on... Death from above? Well, we're going to play Destiny now, and this is how we do this, and, and you can make these counters too. Join our Patreon, and you'll have access on to how to make them. I'm like, okay, you had me until you said join my Patreon, <laughs> and then you get to get to play this stuff. And I'm like, ah, holding it for ransom. I'm There's no longer cash. interested. Thank you so much for, you know, and please quit filling my inbox with all your new stuff on the Destiny thing. It looks entertaining. It's kind of classic. It's kind of Alpha Strike. It's in the middle. 
Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out Alpha Strike. Screw you guys. I don't. I don't want to hear any more about that. <laughs> well, I, you know, and and the 350. Fair thing enough. Is is a highlight. It's it's your baby. It's what you've done. I promote the shit out of it whenever I talk to any battle techers. Going, guys, you got to jump on Wolfnet, uh, the Wolfnet uh, Radio podcast. You got to listen to these guys and. I know most of them personally. I don't. I haven't met Tommy. I haven't met Charles. I've I've run into Matt a few times, and I've met <laughs> Andrew, and and of course Aaron. Well, you know we're we're like basically the adopted son. And uh, you know, but you guys have access to people. You know, and and here I'm. You know. I'm the filler guest. But <laughs> no, no. no, no nobody's no, written no. any books any later. No. Nobody's done this. Nobody's, <laughs> you know, come down off of off of Olympus going, it, we're oh. here to present you with this. No. Nope. Uh-uh. Do you realize how many people we had to turn down to yeah. so-called fill you? Yeah. No. You're not a filler. You're oh, okay. like uh, someone we had to have on. We, well, we, you we asked me in 2018 to be on, so you know you, I've, I've been I've been on the on deck circle going, just waiting for the call up, guys. We, we bumped people, Mark. You, you represent you represent a portion of the community that we have to integrate from trying to get classic and alpha strike to work, you know, and, and, and shift meet, over to. I have to meet Brashido's dad. Mm, oh, I have yeah. to meet him. Yeah, yeah. Because he and I get together at a two beers in later, we're just going to be taking you all along. Let's show you how to play Battletech. You, you hear that hot sauce? Hot sauce. Your dad's being called out. Called out. Nice. Gen Con I'm, twenty. I'm, I'm, we are linking together. Gen Con twenty twenty two. Old men Mark versus your, all. Mark your glasses dry. You need a refill. <laughs> we will. We will. And and what you bring up a good point, Mark, in that. I know, I know, we're doing these tournaments, and we know we made the 350 as a as a competitive thing, uh, akin to you know what X Wing has and what a, a lot of other game systems. But one of the big driving force for the 350 was the pickup game. It was Uncle Mark can bring his 350 to any game store in the world, and he can go play a dude from Germany who has his 350, and then just boom, roll. Roll the scenario, and we get to play. Ooh, it's all pretty and everything. Vasistas. He, uh, y- you can sit there and play one scenario in eighty minutes, and boom, you're done. And it was enjoyable. It was, it was. Uh, yeah, see, we left the pages white for you, Mark, so you can highlight stuff. Well, I had this printed out so I could highlight it anyway. So, um, well, get ready for version yeah, one point two because it's coming, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> This cost me twenty two dollars to print. Now, damn it, that's it. Quit, quit updating shit. That's pretty reasonable. We'll we'll yeah, do the just... we'll do the Uncle Mark download where it's just additional pages that uh, that says uh, uh, the reference page. That... It's a live living document. It's a living document. There you go. Um, it's, it's like a living will. Sure. I got a living will. Not as young should. as I used to be, but yeah, it is it is one of those where um, it was a two pronged idea. It was it was to make uh, the pickup game faster, balanced, f- 
fun, um, and then also to be able to implement a tournament uh, setting, which, um, you know, and we talk a lot about, okay, what happens if we implement a competitive tournament scene into Battletech, whereas Battletech players are not very custom to a competitive environment, right? So a lot of Battletech players are like, I just like playing Battletech to play Battletech. Uh, I don't have any goals for it or this and that. Um, And that's kind of a roadblock that we're running into with some people. Um, What what would you have, uh, especially in your experience with X-Wing, what would you give players the experience of I'm, I'm nervous about doing a competitive event. Oh, Shaw competitive <laughs> events are, are only uh, nerve wracking. If you allow them to be nerve wracking, I, I think it's a learning experience and uh, get your ass handed to you four or five times. Uh, you, you can either be pissed about it or you can learn from it. And, and if you're drinking, and if you're drinking a beer while you're doing it, come on. It's a win-win. Uh, oh, I lost. Well, have another beer. Here's a beer. <laughs> okay, let's play another beer. <laughs> what do you do? I'm going to lose again in 10 minutes anyways. Oh, well. <laughs> Whatever, you know. And, like, and, it's, uh, sometimes it's fun to see how well you could lose. If I go down dynamically, I'm fine. I mean, it's... It's like, is that all you got? Come and, on, take another one. Is that all you got? <laughs> I'll stand on the top of that. I'll, I'll stand in the middle of that that uh, last man standing or that king of the hill thing, going, "Oh yeah, <laughs> come on, let's see what you got." Or like brute, I'm gonna start shooting my own guys. What? <laughs> well, yeah, and that, and to be honest takes. with you, all of the all the tournaments that we have streamed, um, I, we've been extremely lucky to have the people that we've had at the tournaments because they've had that really, really good attitude that you're talking about. Um, hell, uh, Chris, Chris Helsby, I think he came to two or three tournaments before he got a couple of wins. But each time he learned something new, he went back home, he tweaked his list and said, okay, I got a new thing I'm going to try. Um, Brian from up north as well, same situation. He... He made the trip all the way out to Clinton and saw him again this weekend. And he tweaked his list and tried something new. Um, that that I think is is one of the hard things with BattleTech is your illustration of when you first came in in the cat with the atlas. The game of BattleTech in a lot of ways seems to be set up to find for people to find a way to stomp on someone else and not be remorseful for taking away somebody's chance to have fun and that's something that i'm extremely careful of now i mean i i played um last night as a matter of fact at the source game and comics here in in uh the twin cities we played a classic game um from five to nine played hexless for like the first time in a long time playing classic and i am still kind of surprised at how much fun I had. But that had to do with the people that we had at the table. No one was there being a dick. Everyone was there, you know, this is the first time that we've been able to play at a store in year, in a year, over a year. And people were just thankful to be at the table and being able to roll dice. 
that that's the mindset that I think the Battletech community struggles with. There seems to be, and I'll say it, there seems to be every time we get together, there's always some jack wagon who's just there to fuck up the works instead of realize that a lot of us don't have the amount of time that we would love to be able to devote to this game. And when we do get the time, I don't want to argue with you about rules. I don't want you to be a jack wagon. I just want to have fun. I want to have that beer or be joking at the table. And if you get headshot, laugh about it. Like, hey, that, was nice a great, that was a great deal, right? Um, so, yeah, it's it's having the right mindset. And I, to Aaron's point, you know, we did a lot of the list building things and, and a lot of the creation of, of the rules really did stem a lot from X-Wing because Aaron had spent a lot of time there. And we, we spent a lot of time talking about the community that X-Wing had when you guys just started out at Gen Con. I mean, you guys were a thickest that, that, thieves group of X-Wing players. That was, that was the fun starting, to watch. That was the starting of the community. Yeah. And those yes. friendships from 2013 and 2014 have, are, are, you know, ball strong. And when, when I finally got to go to Worlds uh, three years ago, I met some of the most tremendous people from Australia and from England <laughs> and from Italy and Argentina. And if you would have told me 12 years ago, or 10 years ago, that I would have friends that maybe I've met once or twice, but from around the world, when we have a tornado somewhere in Western Illinois, and I get pinged from people in, in England wanting to know if we're okay, or somebody from... New Zealand says, hey, I, I just saw on the world news that you guys got hammered. Are you okay? Yeah, we're good. You know, and you're like, how the fuck did they know about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, but it also it, takes a special breed of person to get an entire 165 people in a room to stop playing X-Wing <laughs> at the highest level there is. To be able to sing happy birthday to a guy's kid <laughs> and and broadcast it and made that kid's day. Um, That's an excellent video. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, Josh didn't know I was going to do it or he'd gotten the whole thing because I was told officially I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, uh, the, don't tell Mark he can't here. do something. The, the attorneys said that there might be an issue with the use of happy birthday. <laughs> then I was, and Wade said, well, was it Pichet? How's he, how's he Wade Pichet. Pichet. He says, however, you are a really big guy. <laughs> and if you start down that aisle, I don't think I can stop you. And I said, <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> and it was, you know, they were just getting ready to start the clock and I interrupted. And uh, <laughs> anyway, that's, that's Josh Steckschulte's son, Mason. And uh, it was Mason's birthday and Mason had given his dad permission to come to the world. And he was going around getting individual people to say happy birthday to Mason. I said, let's just sing, let's just sing happy birthday to it. And he goes, what? I said, well, I mean, 
most of these folks in here speak English. I'm, I'm sure we can get them to sing. And, and uh, he goes, well, 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 I can't do that. I said, well, you don't have to. I'll do it. I'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's like, I can't. I said, I got this under control. I'm going to go get it cleared first, but, you know, just, just be ready with the phone. <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get this done before the second session starts. And we did it. And, um, you know, it was awesome. It, it was good. Actually, one guy came up and he says, I was playing a guy from, uh, I don't know if it was Spain or something. And he didn't understand the language too much, especially with this old guy shouting. And finally the guy there said, birthday sing birthday birthday oh birthday okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah that's, uh, that's that was that was gosh. a special moment and like i said to go on andrew's point ever since we started this and we started doing these little satellite little tournaments here and there i'm seeing what was the the origins of the x-wing community here like it, and it doesn't matter if it's classic it doesn't matter if it's alpha strike but they're those people are there. They just need something to bring them together. And um, that's kind of, I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about. It's what the Facebook pig. And we're not the only podcast doing it, but I think we're helping usher in more podcasts to, to start doing this. And, and that's what really helps out is to try to get the community as large as it is to come together a little bit. And uh, if we can replicate half of what x-wing did i would be over the moon because i know there is just tons of awesome people in the BattleTech community that uh would do all this stuff and over and twice star over wars, again star wars has a, a step up on us because they've got movies and they've got mm -hmm. you know they, i don't think they have as many books as what we have out no. i don't know and i mean part of their writers were BattleTech writers before they started writing star wars that's true and and you know the community will grow and i mean i'm looking at the the chat lists here it, that you know <laughs> i see all the guys that are online right now and um and nobody's yelling at me if they see me on here but that's fine um uh it's it, this game is fun this is giant stompy robots this is techs doing six months of something to when it when it rolls out, you see that it's got, you know, 5,000 views in the first yeah. two days it comes out. And those, I just chuckle. I just, and still one of my most favorite episodes is the episode with Tex that you guys did <laughs> um, to answer a couple of questions that he brought up. Um, <laughs> yes, I don't like rules lawyers because I forget shit. And as far as munchkins go, I have documented every bit of salvage I ever had. So I want to jazz up a mech. Then, God damn it, you better enjoy the hell out of it because I earned all those parts to put on that son of a gun. And if you make a game that says, oh, look, if you turn to this page, if you have a mech that has a frame that's this, then you could do this and this and this. I'm jazzing that damn thing up. Now, if you say, <laughs> we're not playing that year, I'm good with it. I'm okay. You know, that's okay. I'll, I will put my my Marauder 2 with the two gauze rifles and the six clan medium pulse, extra long, juicy, we don't make hit, make heat lasers over here with my <laughs> 75 double heat strengths. I'm good with that. 
I can put that off to the side, but if you say, bring what you want, guess what I'm bringing. But you got to make sure you got the invoices, Me. right? <laughs> you got to make sure you got the invoices. <laughs> I, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's a folder down in the basement that says, this is what I have in my Salvage. <laughs> this is my salvage. That's what we should make people just start doing. Is like, Wayne, I have been keeping track of this stuff, so just give me a call. <laughs> Look, when I die, the first Celtic Rangers will, will die with me, and that's fine. Oh, I doubt we, it. We, we've had a great run in my mind, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the characters are there. They are written down. Hopefully, Tyler will find all the paperwork and not just throw it in the dumpster with the other stuff. You just put it um, in a security it, deposit box and send me the key. Of course. It will go somewhere that somebody loves it. We're debating that you're going to outlive me, and you know me very well, so that's not... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a road trip for the WNRP uh, command. Yeah, yes. Oh, we'll, honey, get some, I, we'll get some bagpipes. I'm, I'm feeling really ill, and there's going to be some guys coming here that's going to be... That needs to go in the basement. Just poor, let them in. They, poor Jill. They know what they're looking for. Poor Jill. <laughs> if some guys show up in bagpipes, just let them in. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I've told Tyler, I said, take what you want out of it uh, and sell the rest of it. Split it with your sister. <laughs> well, you, it's not... It's, but I've got Padre that's driving in from Detroit. You guys coming in from Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there'll, there'll be a party. Uh, I, I feel like uh, you're grooming your son-in-law to maybe uh, take over your collection maybe one day. So, Funny funny thing. Uh, he and Lauren uh, purchased a home about a year ago in Barrett, Illinois. And uh, they got a new cabinet for their games. And he... He offhand eventually, you know, if there's some games that you really don't want to, you know, keep <laughs> at the house anymore, you know, well, well, I'd, we could sure put them over. And I'm, I went, yeah, I see you working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, by the way, the templates that you had made, uh, the two inch to one inch template, six inch long. Yes. Uh, mine don't look nearly as classy, but I can make make a bunch of them out of balsa wood. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Don't you have some? No. Oh shit! Also would. Yeah, I mean, you guys showed it to me on on one of the things. I went, okay, that's two inches, and that's one inch, and it's six hey. inches apart. So I do this, this. I bring this line down. I take the balsa wood. I put my template on it, and I take my my razor saw, and I go zit 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 zit, and then I mark it off on the individual inch marks. And I don't have a classy logo, but and and I can't quite read because my eyes aren't good. Uh, what you've got printed on it, but I'm sure it means something, and sometime I'll see one, so I'll write it down with my, you know, on my poker chip. And uh, oh, the battle slap the, a logo, slap I, a sticker I, on there. I I feel a whole new generation of of uh, gamers that will will be introduced to the uh, Uncle Mark poker chip. <laughs> the Uncle Mark, welcome, welcome to this game. Yeah, welcome to this game. <laughs> Don't read too much into the message. <laughs> No, read everything you want. To <laughs> but, uh, All right, I think this but, is a good. Battletech, Battletech has been a fun and enjoyable game for me. It has put me in in touch with some incredible individuals and some incredible jerks. And um, 
I mean, there's no two ways around it. You know, uh, uh, you know, everybody reads a rule differently, and uh, you could either be bullied, or you could acquiesce, or you just don't have to play them anymore. You know, and uh, that's a choice you just got to make. But if it's sometimes it gets to be, do you want to play the game and deal with the person, or you, do you not want to play the game? Well, I don't want to play the game, and so. I put extra effort in beating the dick. So, you know, <laughs> I get oh, great joy. Oh, no. Is that, that, I'm going to say that again. Stop oh, it. wait. Stop Isolate it. that. Isolate that. Isolate that. And we're going to redo that again later. We're going to put that in the end of the show notes, too. I just feel like that might be the, the title. <laughs> it'll, it'll be an outtake. Beat the dick. <laughs> Don't be a dick. And if you're a dick, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, yeah, moving along. Good good yeah. spot good yeah, spot for like history that. brief. Sure, we can take a break. Yeah. Another jack of jack of coke for me, and you'll just never guess what comes out of my <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and that comes up with this uh history brief with uh Charles Gideon brought to you by Aries Games and Miniatures. On this episode of Wolfnet History Briefs. Even house lords have a limit for wanton destruction and death. Hello Wolfnet and welcome to this installment of Wolfnet History Briefs, where we look at what happened this month in the Battletech timeline. I'm Gideon. Let's begin. Today's brief begins on the Free Worlds League planet, Tintaville, during the Age of War. Things began with a standard invasion from Merrick forces as they attempted to reclaim the planet from the Capellan Confederation occupiers. The battle quickly swung in favor of the better equipped and more experienced Merrick forces. This left the Liao units with few options other than asymmetrical warfare tactics. Splitting their forces between dense, mountainous terrain and population centers, the Capellan forces dug in, hoping to make the conflict too costly for the Free Worlders to continue. The close quarters fighting which ensued was bloody and horrific. Months of this type of warfare left troops and military leaders on both sides angry and desperate, which could mean only one thing during the Age of War. It is unclear who resorted to weapons of mass destruction first, but in short order the Capellans nuked a Free World's forward operating base, and the Merricks released chemical weapons on the Capellans' mountain hideouts. It was no longer about winning the battle, achieving objectives, or even taking the planet. For both sides, everything was focused on killing as many of the enemy as possible, no matter the cost. The cost was 100,000 dead civilians, and double that number of injured. The entire planet had been reduced to a war zone, one incapable of sustained colony efforts. So deeply shaken by this was Alicia Liao, Chancellor of the Compelling Confederation who spent months drafting a set of rules for warfare and summoned representatives of each of the primary powers to ratify them. This brings us to the Grand Hall in the city of New Olympia on the planet Ares on the 13th of June, 2412. After deliberations, backroom dealing, and a bloating of the 80-page document to over 320 pages, eight of the ten representatives in attendance signed the Ares Conventions, covering everything from nuclear weapons and orbital bombardment to appropriate battlefield fashion 
the document spelled out what civilized warfare would be for the next century and a half. You may have noticed that I mentioned there were two nations who refused to sign on to the Ares Conventions, the first of which was the Torian Concordant. Owning several bountiful planets and being on par technologically with most intersphere powers, the Torians worried the conventions would only open them up to aggressions from their neighbors, primarily the Capellans. This fear became a self-fulfilling prophecy as they found themselves in a war with the Capellan Confederation only six years later. Under new Chancellor Arden Baxter, one of only three non-Liaos to hold the office, the conventions were totally ignored during the war. Citing the Torians' absence from the conventions, Baxter reached to WMDs quickly and often. On a related tangent, many historians point to this as Capellan duplicity. While I am not a Capellan apologist or supporter of total war, I find this line of thought to be flawed on a few levels. First, the antagonists in the Davian Civil War, a relatively contemporary conflict to this one, also ignored many of the conventions evidenced by prisoner executions and targeting civilian centers without the same historical besmirchment. Second, if war is viewed as an extension of policy with other means, condemning the Capellans for not providing protections to those who did not agree to the international resolution would be on the same level as condemning Hans Davian for not sending military advisors to all the great houses as part of the Fedcom Accords. Anyhow, and to bring us back to topic, the other state who refused to sign the Ares Conventions was the United Hindu Collective, a 16-planet nation on the rimward side of the Federated Suns. Their refusal to sign was much more esoteric than the Torians. The UHC did not see the codification of warfare to be a step toward reducing civilian casualties, as the eight signatories did. Instead, they quite accurately foresaw how the document would legitimize war on any scale for whatever reason a noble could imagine. I sometimes wonder how Maharaja Patal, elected leader of the UHC at the time, would have reacted were he alive when the clans arrived hundreds of years later. To see their code of Zellbregen, it being a natural extension of the Ares Conventions and a more complete normalization of warfare than anyone could have foreseen. But that ventures more into philosophy than history. So for now, this is Gideon signing off, and remember, those who fail to learn from history are doomed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh, WolfNet Radio after that lovely segment. This time in history brought to you by Charles Gideon and Aries Games of Miniatures. Next topic is uh, Tech Talk. So with the 350, how well is it to run a defensive or offensive strategy with objectives? Oh, boy. Um, so it's interesting, right? Because there's five scenarios. And I would say, what would you say? You break them down to the three... We kind of have been labeling them as fast and not fast <laughs> um, scenarios. So if you have fast units, you should excel at these three scenarios. So those scenarios are um, capture the flag, domination, and um, rampage. Rampage. Bunkers. Bunkers. Rampage. Which, side note, <laughs> I'm wondering if we just call that bunkers. <laughs> Sounds like everyone yeah. else is just calling them bunkers. Anyway. Pretty much. 
But then you have Stand Up Fight and King of the Hill. So those would be classified as your not fast um, scenarios. Now, it's interesting because the way I look at it, when I'm playing, I am more of a... I try to I try to get a little bit of everything in my list, a little bit of fast, a little bit of this, a little bit of power. I try to do the the toolbox, I guess is what you would call it. Um, but we've experimented. I mean, Tommy's experiment with fast, and Matt, you're experimenting with jump strong. Um, so we all have kind of different areas. And Andrew, Andrew, uh, many of your lists are like, I've that's the power, right? So yeah. we kind of have four different strategies of, of going into um, offense or defense. Now, what do you categorize offense versus defense? Offense, I would consider moving fast, putting the pressure on your opponent to fall into a defensive mode. So on capture the flag, you're sprinting to all of your objectives, or um, rampage. You are oh timeout, timeout. Remember, sprinting you can't capture the flag. Right. So, but what I mean by you're on the objective, you're getting to your objective. <clears throat> okay. Which in hindsight could be like I'm here first, and and it could be a a, a tactic. And they can to, still they can still contest. They they can contest it, but they can't capture. They get that. So true. Neither one. If of you if you're playing with an inexperienced player or someone who's a little more defensive minded, maybe they're like, "Oh crap, he's already there." Well, they can't take the flag, but again, they're there. To be honest with you, I think that is the scenario that surprises most new players. Capture the flag. You have a new player playing capture the flag against somebody who's played it once or twice before. And that opening round, all of a sudden, that experienced player has two, maybe three people at the flags on opening round, and the new player six inches onto the board, the game's done in four rounds. And we've seen that happen a number of times at the, at, at the different tournaments that we've ran. And thankfully, the folks that have ended up in that situation... Um, they've taken a step back and, and used it as a teaching moment to finish out you know, the time allotted for, for the scenario. But I think capture the flag is one of those that really catches people off guard, um, especially those that have played it before and, and, and have a plan for it. And that's, and I'm sorry to steal all your thunder, Aaron. I just, that is something that we've talked about from day one. <clears throat> if you're gonna go, If you're going to do this, you have to play the tournaments. You have to understand what the scenario objectives are and how units achieve those objectives. Because <laughs> capture the flag, I've, I've seen I've seen it happen at every tournament. Somebody's like, "Fuck, we're done already." Yeah, ten minutes later. I would have to say that I've, I've done that to somebody. It was I actually... watched you. <laughs> I've watched you do it, <laughs> and, and I. I I did it to that uh, gentleman at the last Battle Barn. Oh, didn't you do it to... Wasn't it Chris at, at in Iowa? You played Chris yeah. in Iowa, and I think you did that to him there. Didn't yeah. you have, like, 27 mechs on the board? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not that one. Oh, that was, um, that was fun game. That was the fun game. 
it looked like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, um, I, I think I've done it twice. You're right. Uh, Chris at uh, GarageCon 2, and then I did it to that one gentleman in the first Battle Barn that we went to in, in Indianapolis yeah. when we, last year. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the, yep, I, I remember that. And, and 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 you're right. It was a teaching moment. Um, after that, we pulled us. I pulled him off to the side. I was like, "I am so sorry <laughs> to do this to you, <laughs> but this is what my list does." Tommy, I would just and, hand you a and point. We've, and the objective has changed since that time too, right? Yeah. When we first did capture the flag, it was three flags. Now it's four. So. You even if you do capture all three flags, you still got to make that second trip, which can help those that get caught off guard a little bit. Um, but play the scenarios. Got to play the scenarios. Otherwise, no, you just have to go to the tournament knowing it's going to be a learning experience for you. And some of those experiences may not be enjoyable. But see, that's where I come into the offensive defensive, right? So if you have, say, you have two experienced players, and that the, the one half is an offensive minded person, they're going to sprint. Well, the other side is goes, I'm I'm hoping he sprints there, right? So I maybe I have I'm going to play the defensive unit. My mindset is to whittle you down to where my possibly slower, uh, better pilot skilled or higher powered. Uh, weapon damage you're gonna sprint there and i'm gonna make you pay for it you're gonna get wiped off <laughs> so it is it is a risk on the defensive player's side because you're you're chalking it up to rng and but if you're prepared enough that you know okay these are the numbers i'm gonna hit i'm going for like a four or a three uh two hit movement modifier so I'm going to compensate that, and I'm going to shoot three mechs at this one guy, or I'm going to do this. That is what I would consider a defensive-minded player. And I've seen it go both ways. I've seen someone sprint out to the to the capture the flag, and they're like, all right, all i got to do is survive this one round, move my one inch the next round to get my TMM, pick up the flag, and then boom, I'm gone. Well, <laughs> you're giving that defense, it's like, I got two, I got two rounds to shoot at you. <laughs> so that can get pretty scary for that offensive-minded player. Um, I, I do think it's a valid point. Some people are just more, I want to whittle, whittle the field down, so I'm going to take high-powered, I'm going to take maybe better pilot skills, or I'm going to I'm going to set up my my transport infantry to to ruin their day, quote unquote. Um. And an offensive player needs to look out for that. But I will say to all the people who are getting into the 350 or who already have played, you know or just experience, you're going to experience that <laughs> that one player that's like, I'm sprinting everything and I'm going to be on all three flag positions in the first turn. Just don't freak out because they do have to spend another turn there to pick it up. But or the unfortunate thing, though, is, is that... For some of us, we have our lists built specifically where I can reach that thing without sprinting. 
Yes. Now, and that is <laughs> where, and that is where terrain comes into um, extreme importance. And we've talked about that, not ad nauseum, because terrain is extremely important, and we can't say that huge. enough. It's um, huge. And and Mark got to know the capabilities of your <laughs> opponent before you set terrain. It's it's a weird thing, um, but I'm I'm glad that we implemented it again. Now that Mark's here. We can talk the cross-platform X-Wing to Battletech kind of a thing. <clears throat> In the early days of X-Wing, you know, you lay three asteroids down, the other guy lays three asteroids on. It's, it's, I mean, I carbon copied this whole thing from X-Wing because there was the turn zero setup. Shout out to Paul Heaver, who is an X-Wing mastermind, but he, he says... In turn zero, when you're setting your asteroids, or in our situation, you're setting your terrain up, you ha you're you not just tossing those things out just like, well, I have to put three down, right? Use your advantage of take your list, what is it strong at? Use the terrain to your advantage. Now, you don't get to set all the terrain, but you get to set half of it. Use that to your knowledge. You know, you go into the game, turn zero, you know three things. You know what your list is, you know what your opponent's list is, and you know what scenario you have. So set your terrain up. What your opponent's list is. You do not know what your opponent's list is. You know it before you start you setting terrain. Maybe. He doesn't well, have, that's, that's not part of the setup. <laughs> you get to see his full list. You don't know what his 200 is. True. Yes. Correct. He, he or she. He or she. Correct. Right. So, either way, you have an idea. Okay, better. Thank you. You have an idea of what their list is. So use that. Use your terrain to your advantage. Uh, but this will also show defensive, offensive players. Are you going to give yourself the pillboxes to hide behind? Or are you going to put the terrain on their side to try to block their lanes? Um I think players will, through many games, figure out, are, am I an offensive player or am I a defensive player? Um, or I, don't know, if, I don't know if one's better than the player. other. Like I said, you, if, if I'm going to jump my Wolfen, which can do it, onto the capture the flag without sprinting, okay. Yeah, without worrying about terrain either. I, without worrying about terrain, I need, as a defensive player or just regular player, I need to I need to recognize that threat, and maybe move a couple of pieces over on this side of the board or wherever the wolfin's at. That he you know because he sets his wolfin down, <laughs> you you have a pretty clear idea where he's going. <laughs> so um, it, it's it's a very tactical thing to do when setting terrain, but then it goes over to strategy. What what did he do with that wolfin? Okay, well I need to adjust. So, Artillery. I want to. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go off script here a minute because you brought up something that we've seen, and I'm curious what your guys' point is. You made a comment about better piloting skills or mm. better skills, right? Mm -hmm. Spending points to decrease your skill. What are your guys' thoughts on? decreasing skills because we've seen some folks that have brought 
skill two warhawks, skill two dire wolves. Um, those are ridiculous point sinks. Yes. I mean, we're talking 65, 70 points in a single piece. Or 80. Is it worth 86. it? Yeah, 86, and, 90 and, points. Or 86. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, I haven't really dropped skills very often. Um, in, in, in some instances, you see people decrease skill, or excuse me, increase skill to get cheaper units if they don't need a firing function. Right. I had I, I had somebody I had somebody poke me about that and said that we shouldn't allow that. And I'm like, hmm. well, we had to put a top end on it. We got to put a low end on it as well. You can only do it with two. Right? Right. Uh, well, to skill 7. Maybe skill seven. we need yep. to put maybe we need to do something with skill 6. Maybe we need to do something with skill 5. I don't know, but to me it feels like it's right. Um, yeah, you can get some cheap units doing that, but it, every, as we've discovered, because we were scared about artillery when we first started doing this, everything has a counter. Everything you put on the table, there's a counter for it. It's just, that's, that's the fun part about the 350 is, did you bring it? Do you have it available to you and do you know how to use it? Um... Sometimes you're going to, sometimes you're not. That Wolfen that's jumping 20 inches, Wolfen C, if you're at medium range, it's a plus six to hit that thing. Mm -hmm. Yep, because he's got stealth on top of his jump. Yep. yep. You got the Wolfen, you got the Hero Falcon, there's a Spider, there's there's a, uh, the Ion Sparrow. Jeez. There's a Jeez. number of units that jump 20. Man. That pa Patreon gems. Patreon gems are just getting thrown out left and right. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. put them up for this month. So, <clears throat> um, I I didn't see any benefit to dropping skill that much. I would rather have units with armor and structure and damage output that survive and deal damage and can move. Well, so and just I and do just it, let the dice roll. I'll do it on my battle armor. To go to go right, off of it on point. my battle armor and infantry. To go off your point, Matt. There you go. Um, and this is what I love about Alpha Strike. There are a ton of thirty twenty five mechs out there mm -hmm. that are cheap. Cheap, cheap. And and while we've been doing this a long time, I've never really pegged a damage output like need to have. Right, I would probably say three at medium range. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna decrease, well, <laughs> you guys, are, oh, you guys are shaking your heads here, but I'm saying if you're gonna go to the pilot skill three, I can do six. right. You can get for a marauder. Audience, I'm seeing hands coming up with all sorts of different numbers for Aaron to react to. <laughs> some of, I, some I, of these are all very amusing. It, it, some of these lists, some of these lists to counter this haven't been seen yet that we're making too. So, so <laughs> according to the fingers in the air, four is generally the the medium. Uh, but Aaron's number one in our hearts. <laughs> the, oh, the medium, and then, and then who's Who's the one giving away the Patreon fucking... Well, Jesus. I'm saying this because I think you're wrong. <laughs> I'm saying this because I oh. think you're wrong. Do tell. I think a pilot skill three heavy mech that has eight armor and seven structure 
while it may not move very fast, it's got a pilot skill three or two. The funny thing is, is you can get some of those 3025 mechs to a two and still be under like 50 points. They're they're running like four, yeah, 40 to 50 points. They got to get there. I I understand that, but I'm saying. So when you have when you have six to hit on that wolf and C, right? And you can't get around the, the terrain to get eyes on it. Yeah, well, you're going you're, to rely on indirect fire. You're just putting them out there in the open. You're They're going to get shot. But they have standard engines. Most of the time, you're engines. not going to have open. You don't have open terrain Well, that's much. why I make the terrain the way I want to make the terrain. <laughs> I want to see this game you're going to say. Well, we played this terrain, game. You got 30-25. Matt, we played this game, and I believe we even streamed it, where I took a Marauder, a Warhammer, a Crusader... An archer and a Tokugawa tank, I think. And how well did you do? I believe I beat Tommy in his Turkina and his transports and all the other fun fluff stuff. I don't remember <laughs> what we were playing, but it was really... Maybe I lost, but it was really close. What do you mean, maybe you lost? You don't remember? Well, it was a while ago. Good thing check YouTube's the there. We, we'll check the YouTube. Either way. Check the stream. Getting, Tommy, back, to, getting back to pilot skills... I think there is a reason, there is a place to decrease pilot skills from 4 to 3 on mechs. Only if it, if you're not breaking the threshold of like 45 to 48 points. Don't do the 50 because you can get a lot of good mechs at 50. But if you're going to, if you're going to tweak it a little bit, it's in the tweaking stage I think. Well, I, I, I'm just sure. I'm just curious because we, I mean, we have seen it happen at a number of different tournaments that people will bring this ultra sweet, <laughs> awesome mech, and I have yet to see a game where it made a difference. Okay, so let's go with another another uh, uh, wild variant. It was my game where I took a direwolf E. Pilot skill two, and a Turkina. No, what was it? It was direwolf and a Turkina. So I was chucking nine dice with a direwolf and ten dice at medium range with a Turkina. I had at pilot skill twos, and I had enough to sneak in a bandit with a black wolf uh, uh, battle armor. Now, unfortunately, Tommy brought <clears throat> his swarm list <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> so. There was 20 tar. There was literally you maxed it out, right? At 16, 16 targets? Yeah. I had 16 units. So it, he maxed his, his target per ratio out. But you're erasing things every round. I'm erasing two mechs per round with one mech. Or with those two mechs. Now, granted, I paint a giant target on myself because. If you're a smart player and you see a assault mech with a pilot skill two, boy, guess who I'm shooting at first? With everything, or you're staying away from it, <laughs> or you're staying so away, you're from staying it. away from it. Staying, staying at medium range has deflected that as well too before. But like the Turkina, if I'm if I'm dan- chucking dancing around Tommy before with that, <laughs> if I'm chucking ten dice and say I'm going against that Wolfen, so I've got a plus six. Fuck it. Say I'm, I'm at medium range. I'm tens to hit. I'm rolling ten dice. 
That's pretty tough. I only need four to hit to get into structure. But you gotta hit. I gotta hit. I understand that. So, while I would say it's probably not a great idea to lower pilot skills, I'm just saying there are niche niche cases where it can apply. Especially when it's trying to get you to the 200 mark. Say you're sitting at 197. Well, my light mech that I'm always going to take in this 200, he's at a 4. I bump him to 3. Oh, now I'm at 200. And that might work in, like, stand-up fight where you don't have to take objectives and move. Oh, yeah. But again, remember... So, so, so you might you might be pretty well in, like, one to two scenarios with that. And that's why right. having a diverse... A diverse list is is almost essential, but it, it's it, you can bring what you want, and that's cool. I will never turn someone down for making a niche or or a uh, a unit a list of their making because number one, it's fun to have them there, and it's fun to see what they've come up with, and it's fun to see how they're going to run it. That's that's well, I mean, by far fun. Take, take take Bob for instance. Bob loves his primitive mechs, um, and for a couple of tournaments there, he brought an Ares. Yeah, and fun. But <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob was coming to the tournament and playing to have fun. Yeah. He, if he won, he was wow, that's awesome. But he wasn't expecting it, right? He he came in playing the units that he <laughs> wanted to play, and I respect that wholeheartedly. So it was. It was just something that you brought up that I was curious on what your guys' thoughts were on the experiences that we've seen. So as thank I've, you. As I've uh, creeped in and participated virtually uh, at the different tournaments, I know walking into a 16-player tournament that's four rounds, there's that random... Uh, engagement that won't be included in the tournament and I expect to lose one for sure and make a game out of the other three I may lose them all but uh, somebody's going to have something I just didn't anticipate and as I've said my hard drive is full so trying to anticipate all of you sick son of a guns (laughs) ideas of well, this will be great. Watch what he's going to do when I turn the corner and shoot this at him. <laughs> you know, just going to say, well, you've won that one. Now, what can I do to fix this later on? But I'm not going to dwell on it very long because I'm going to get ready for the next round. And then watch uh, Cyclone beat me. But, you know, <laughs> when, She's ruthless, man. Just, She's freaking ruthless. Just, it may be one of those where I just sit down and said. Congratulations, nice game. That's <laughs> you know, but uh, I I watch Tommy play. I I haven't gotten to watch Andrew play because Andrew's tends to want to step out and like be the judge or something. I don't know. Well, he's he but, sets but, up the tournaments and he likes know, to play judge, and, make sure it runs smoothly. He's also not very good. Sooner so. later, and he'll have to he'll we, have to hand off the torch sooner or later. It, he'll have to put up or shut up. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and, 
And I'm, I'm, I, you betcha. I'm, you're, you're number one, Mark. You, you and I, you and I have to sit out the table sometimes. I mean, we'll, hell yeah, table. we will. But, hell but, yeah, uh, we will. We'll probably just throw them at each other. Hell, I, I don't care. But uh, just you know, just so you guys do know, I do have a 350 list, and it's halfway painted. Okay, here's here's my complaint as a viewer. <laughs> You guys do these great paint jobs, and you paint them all fucking dark, and you can't tell what the hell they are on the screen. Well, he all just right. moved his XYZ over here. Sure, he did. Are you sure that's so, what? Let me so you want, let me you get want some let me colors? let me look at my bifocals a little close. <laughs> no, that ain't fucking it. Uh, it. Must maybe it's over. You don't. Yeah, we need to update just, our camera. Let's I'll just need the camera. Hey, so in hey, other words, Mark is just telling us it's a bit. Old. Okay, I, I, we got it. I am <laughs> already right on it, Mark. See, you can't but, see, right? But the and it's part of it I can't see. But you know, don't you know? Don't change anything just because I bitch about it. Because oh no, who am I? I'm just. Oh, joking. you're number one fan. But, you're the number one fan. We got to. But you know, <laughs> that's but, but. God, Andrew, the shit you're making now, and I, you post it on, and I'm like, holy crap! This. What does he do for a living? I don't. I, mean, I see. I see buckets with he, with he gravel. Right I see snow. I see <laughs> this over here. I see that. Well, I was working on this today to try to get this ready for this tournament. Hell, <laughs> of course, I'm a field tech, so I'm at, I'm on the road. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's that I guy you been, call when you're on the road. I I have been known to on long lunch hours sit in my truck with with a wet palette and about three, <laughs> three paint colors and sit in there and try to do something, you know, in a truck seat with a steering wheel. Imagine how great that turns out. That's a great but, place to rest your wrist for the paintbrush. Don't I was going to say, there's a lot of resting places. There's a lot that's, of resting places perfect. on that. And, and the paint will drive even faster with the heat build up in there, unless you get the AC well, actually, and the blower running. Well, stick her up there on front yeah. up on the dash Thanks. and let the, the, the AC run on it. I you know will. how many times? Of course, of course you, know you get that ripple effect from the back as the paint moves forward. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. You, you know how many times I've sat in the parking lot at the Guild Game Shop waiting for Aaron to come open it up, <laughs> and I'd be sitting in the truck painting on the dash? Oh, yeah. I offered to give you uh, a key, I think, at one time. Th- Last last world. I don't want to spend the money on it. <laughs> last world, one of the podcasters asked me and about fifteen people to uh, hand paint uh, a special uh, X-wing ship so that they could give away on their live stream. And I had left home on my way, and I was about ten miles out. Went son of a bitch! I left it at home. Turned around, went home, got it. And hadn't done my my dry brush on it yet. Hadn't done something else on it either. So I popped the paint up, got the water out, <laughs> did it quick, walked in, taped that sucker to my dash with the nose pointed out the windshield, turned the AC on, and said, "We're going." And uh, turned out okay. I mean, it was just all right. But I I yeah, am I, I am uh, practicing a new three point camera uh thing that i've got kind of going on now so cool uh there will be the overhead and then uh left and right so they'll be closer in so and believe me and that's you know every every time you guys produce something it's better 
which is always which is always first rate in, <laughs> in my book. But the fact that you're doing it, I don't care if, if you can't see shit. You're doing it, and you've got somebody commentating, and you know giving their input and something for for me to go. No, that's entirely wrong. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> they said. And I do that, guys. I you know I yell at you all the time on the podcast. <laughs> You're wrong. The, Perfect. What's all of this, Perfect. you know, and and of course I'm wanting to instantly respond. I'm like, oh, shit, this, this is already done. You know, it's been like when we were. Why did you it move there? You just lost. I I think we just got. <laughs> awesome. uh, I think he's trying to uh, audition for a full time commentator, uh, commentator uh, gig here. I, I think that's what's ha- what's going on here. Sign up. Well. You, you know me. I try to weasel into every podcast. I know you do. Into. I know you do. Well, I, you send in your application. We'll get it in eight weeks by uh, Pony Express, and uh, and we'll review it. And, <laughs> and once it's been by the FBI, I understand. <laughs> no, we. Uh, that is the one thing that I'm kind of anal about is I'm trying to make every, especially after Seneca and um, Kevin Witt's game, because <laughs> on the on the whiteboard on the whiteboard. And the black, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I think I mentioned it three times during the cast. I'm like, I am so sorry, everyone, but if you could see this in real life, it is amazing. <laughs> it's better than what they put yeah. in all the Battletech books. <laughs> and and who brought all the tanks? Oh, that was Mario. 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 Kudos, kudos to Mario for, I mean, I, I went, huh. Mark, you and Mario are going to get along like, Peanut butter and jelly, buddy. I can tell you that right now. Peanut said, butter jelly time. I, I told Andrew one day. I said I got a pair of Shreks just for uh, just for uh, for you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Aaron. I mean, I'm going to park one one in the board, one at the other in the board. Said, so come on in. Buddy. See, Mark would Mark would understand this right the here most. for you. Mark would understand this the most. Like if if this was as big as what X Wing was, like the next tournament, you would see nothing but like. All tank 350. All tanks. All ta- everybody and their brother would have tanks out there. And it's funny because the whole time I, I talked to Mario, I was like, so what if I did this? And he's like, ah. Still get you. That would have been interesting. <laughs> so they, it, he walks away from the old and busted and brings a new for, hotness to the table. For anyone interested in how to beat tanks, like there's a way to do it. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> It's just they're, uh, called, they're called A10s, buddy. It, it just it just everyone gets a little nervous about it. So anyway, um, yes. Well, the, the the issue with going the issue with going against mass tanks like that was that nobody did because I, people forget it's a war game. You're going to take damage, so tanks you get in and mix it up. That's that's how you got to take care of. Yeah, take it by the horns. Pro you, can't, t- you can't tipsy toe around it. Pro tip of the day. You you can't always play the game where you're only going to get sh- you're only going to shoot and you're not going to get shot at. You're going to get shot at. They're, they're mech fodder. warriors. Back. There's mech warriors. There's more. <laughs> so, so, if I'm sitting there's at the text, table, they'll repair it. If if I'm sitting at the table and Tommy brings those thirty-seven uh, mini mechs and starts running them across, said I may lose. I'm killing half of them suckers. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm going. You can run away, but I got something. I got some LRM twenties back here that just says, "Here, have a shitty afternoon." <laughs> that is perfectly fine. I'm expecting at least three quarters of them to die. <laughs> and, and, and cool. We'll the- both be happy. 
That's the funny part. Is like when we make these lists, we expect most of this shit to die. They're they're there for one reason, and if they accomplish that reason, yay! <laughs> it, it's to take your attention away from the objective. Follow the little just, white rabbit. I just want a special <laughs> Uncle Mark asterisk put into the rule frame that says if he wants to launch LRM twenty minefields, he can. No, you're gonna have the. Oh, yes. I'm old. Uh, I get to declare that. You're literally uh, getting your own subsection of uh, it's going to be Uncle Mark's version 1.2, and we're just going to add the pages on afterwards. You're you're going to be like a tabletop tabletop like rules oh, like oh where's this rule? Andrew Andrew will text me and say read over these and what do you think? And <laughs> I'll, I'll read over. I'm going don't change a word, and he goes you're awful easy on me, and I'm going. I don't have to tell you to change something. It looks fine. It reads fine, and it's spelled correctly. I, That's half the battle right there. I can't of wait. Half the guys that play don't don't read, but you know, hey. I can't wait till in a tournament they're gonna be like, "What rules this on?" We're like, "It's Uncle Mark version one point two. <laughs> oh, thirty eight. I don't have page thirty eight. No, well, you lose. <laughs> Oh, we, were, we were playing this massive game one time and uh i mean it was like seven guys on one side and three of us on the other and we've got three companies each and and uh this is classic and and we've got uh command lances with the companies and my particular uh unit was the fire support so i had all lrm 20 and 15 launches and um we got got in really got involved in the game and all of a sudden one of the guys picks up a lance and he walks that walks behind the other guys and puts the lance down on the board. And they all stop and they go, Where the hell did that come from? It says it's on page three Combat of the drop. rules. It says it's on page three of the rules. And they, they grab the rules real quick. Well, there's only two pages. And they're going, <laughs> Where's page three? And we just all looked and went, Oh, we forgot to give you page three. <laughs> <laughs> He says, oh, since you didn't get it, we'll pick him up and move him back over. Fine. <laughs> so, next... Matt, you got another one here. Yes, sir. Yeah. Next topic. Uh, when the damage won't penetrate the armor, what can you do to win the day? Like talking about lamellar armor, reflective armor, what, what can you do to bypass... Pick it. Uh, physical attacks, exactly. Um, Reflective doesn't stand up very well to physicals. Or That's one way. 20s. So say you have these units that <clears throat> have like uh, uh, the extra cases or um, the uh, different armor structure or different armor types or stealth where they're adding more um, movement modifier or they're adding more um, armor armor characteristics. What can you do? That's for you guys. So, Mark, you just hit, you just get closer and hit it harder. I, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, all these different so decreasing your are, range are selective for what they're going to defend against. And if you pound the, the snail snot out of them, something's got to break sooner or later. So you could either decrease range to short range, or you could um, focus fire with multiple units, things like that. I mean. Going with I, dice. I, yeah. Well, Tommy, you used to run. What was that Novacat used to run? It was all AC twos or something like that. 
Novacat. I never ran a Novacat. The, the Bane Nova was all. The Bane was all AC two. Okay, well, so a way to get Crit past Seeker. the armor, right? In, in especially classic. in classic, you just roll a bunch of weapons and hopefully you hit. And if and if you know if you get the the uh, uh, what is it? If you're rolling for criticals or whatever, or not criticals. What is it you can yeah. bypass the, the armor and get a critical? If, if you can run uh, two or possible two or criticals, like two or yeah. natural you don't, crits and alpha strike. or that, That's a way classic, to do it. It'd be, it'd be two possible criticals. I mean, and I agree. The the whole, what, hardened armor and, and all this other stuff, it is getting harder and harder to... I mean, let's just face it. The easiest way is to get behind him and shoot the back armor, like Mark said. <laughs> you take, yeah. you, you take there your you locust and you run behind ball. him. Mate, I want to make a clarification for hardened armor. There isn't a special for hardened armor. You just have a lot more dots. Um, yes. Reflective armor. Reflective armor has come up, and I oh. don't believe that any of us have played it correctly yet. Yeah. Um, Be wary of reflective there. armor. Reflective armor has its place, but it is it, it's fairly complicated, and it is a lot of things to track during the game. Um, my son has a Wendigo in his 350 list, and he's we're talking about replacing it just because he doesn't want to deal with it. Um, <laughs> no, reflective and, armor and rightfully so. Energy? Rightfully so. There's what's that again? Reflective armor is half energy, but if it has anything with ballistics, it does double. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, I got it right here. If a unit with a special uh, heat and energy, it is half. Anything that is art, bomb, flak, MSL, or uh, physical, it is doubled. For all other attacks, it's reduced by one. And that's the part that I think everybody forgets playing reflective armor is whatever it is, even if it's even if it's not E and E, it still reduces the damage by one. And I know no one's done that. No. So there's when you start getting into those special things. I mean, again, another one that I know people aren't doing, or I don't know if we've actually even seen it, is AMS. Right. If you've got a mech with AMS and you're shooting a mech that has the LRM special, or AMS SRM? automatically, or SRM, I'm sorry, you are correct, LRM or SRM, AMS automatically reduces the damage by one. To a minimum of one. So, yeah, to a I... minimum of one. So that, means, so that means now that you've got to split out, those die from your hand to say... Here, I got SRM 2, right? Well, these two dice are the SRM. And if they both hit, it's reduced by one. If you hit with one, you only get one. So, or you may not hit with any. It's, I think we that's used, a possibility. <clears throat> the first time I think we ever used the anti-missile was with uh, Ryan Peterson at the last cadet we ran, where we had that come up against Joe Gillimet and Mario. We had a mech that had AMS in that list. I think oh, I think I'd have so. to go back and double check that. I don't. I thought I, 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 I was fairly sure that that list I didn't have something there, but I. That's been a long time since we played the cadet game. That <laughs> you were yeah. bringing that up. I, 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 I think it. we. I think we had the like um, 
minimal unseens on there. That <laughs> loud. Oh, that would have been something you would have brought to the table then. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So I was going to say, that wasn't in any of the lists that I provided for the, no. for the cadet side. It was like okay. the, the makes, end, the end game, the end game. Yep. But I, that makes I, sense now. Thank you. Like Mark said, even a locust behind an atlas could cause a lot of problems. Or uh, a fire well, moth behind a Kodiak. So I was playing, my son played classic for the first time last night. Um, we played it, we played it hexless. So just as a, as a, a, for, for you guys, miniature rune classic work exactly the same way as it does in, in alpha strike. No way. Two inches up. It, it's dead serious. I pulled the miniature rule book out today to verify it. It works the exact same way the movement works with alpha strike. So it was. Very, it was very easy for him to catch on to movement. Granted, trees work a little differently. Um, some of the special terrain stuff works a little differently, but overall, um, it works the same. Um, it's the points, right? When I take a mech that has the hex base, I can't see myself. And when you're going to turn, you go from point to point. So I could go like that. That's two inches of move. Right. If okay. I want to turn again, another two inches of move. So, if you go one hex side, it's two. If you go any fraction thereof past, it's another two, just because it's in that next move. Man, that was a lot of fun. Um, Solaris Skunk Works. You can actually get your sheets to print off in inches. Cool. So all of the range and everything is all convertible, done, converted. And nice. I tell you what, I I I love the game of BattleTech. Classic, I, I do enjoy classic. All the years that we've been playing Alpha Strike as of late, I really like not no hexes. And last night, it just verified for me that the terrain, everything is just so much richer playing without hexes. And you don't get into that conversation of if I'm one hex near the hill or am I up a, up a hill or down a hill? Because there's some funky line of sight things that in classic on hex maps, paper maps, that line of sight doesn't work the way you would expect it to. So, again, it kind of takes all of that out and it is more true to life and, and how you feel. Anyway. So, um, going going where, forward, do you where, feel... Where, do you feel I won't that play... I won't play on hexes again. There you go. I have all this terrain. I have all this terrain built. If we're going to play, we're playing hexless. That's just end of the deal. Where I was going with that whole thing <laughs> is the thing that, that I had him realize is, and this kind of goes to the locust behind an atlas in, in AS, one point of damage in Alpha Strike is 10 points of damage in Classic. <laughs> so... That's nice. that's the conversion rate. So as soon as you start talking about being able to do one point of damage and then getting a second point when you're shooting in the rear, the translation, you're doing 20 points of damage. That's a big deal. Yeah. So it's uh, it, that was that was it was fun watching his brain work last night as as the things came together. It was it was a lot of fun. Hamster got a workout, huh? Yeah, the hamster, yeah, he, he was a little fried when we got home. <laughs> nice, 
Um, I'm gonna ex nay. Oh, well, no, I'm gonna ex nay that one due to time. Um, I uh, I started Tyler playing when he was about five. <laughs> oh my nice. goodness! Uh, Holy shit! I started my boys because, at six. Just because um, he he was into numbers and math, and so by the time he was eight, I could take him to a tournament, and he could. You'd say, I'm, I'm going to, I moved, I ran, I did this and this, and I'm shooting at that guy. What do I need? And he would just look at it and tell me the number I needed. Based and, in. you know, uh, numbers of modifiers savant for, for Battletech to the point where 30-year-olds would argue with him. <laughs> and he would have to explain it to them. Oh, no. You know, you're wrong. This is why, because <laughs> you did this. You're not that that you're claiming because this did this and this and that. So you still need an 11 to hit. Let me get my Fisher price chalkboard out here. And, and, he was either beloved or hated by most of the people that would show up at Springfield for the tournaments. I'd have him sit next to me and run all my numbers for me. Well, <laughs> well, we, we, we had a, we had an event. It was a charity event. So, you bring whatever you wanted to build, you know, get in there, get, but your combat value divided by 10 was how much it cost to get into the game. Oh, you had okay. to pay those, that oh, money. I like that idea. Oh, that's now, awesome. You paid your money. You played. If you died and wanted to use the same mech, pay your money again and start Andy on the board. And we raised 250 bucks for women's crisis. We did it as a as a challenge thing, but this one guy, he him, well, you know, don't be a dick. Anyway, <laughs> there was this one guy that was just har harassing my son, and you know, well, what's the game about? What's the adventure about? You're one of the judges. You need to tell me what. The, and Tyler would go, I don't have to tell you anything. You know, my dad will let you know when it's ready to go. And well, I want to know this, and I want to know that. So you need to tell me. He says, No, I, I don't have to. Tell you. And, Finally, Paul Kirby, who is part of the, the membership here, he came up and says, leave the eight-year-old alone. Yeah. You know, or see his dad over there, the big guy? Yeah, he'll come over and tell you to leave him alone. He says, well, I paid my money. I get to play. But I'm just, I want to know what's going on. I want him to tell me. And he's, no, just go away and we'll <laughs> let you know when we start. You paid your money, but you're violating the rules. So we set up, and we've got our, our defensive fortifications, and here they come. Well, we have this rule that I have is called the click-bang rule, where if you roll snake eyes, your weapon malfunctions. You roll again. If you roll snake eyes again, your weapon blows up, doing whatever that ammo does to you. And if you roll anything, if you roll a 12, it clears. If you roll anything else, your weapon has, has failed for the game. Tyler's running a, a, an axe man. And he fires his cannon off and snake eyes it right out. And this guy goes crazy, laughing, pointing his finger at me. Yeah, yeah, you're such a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tyler looks at Kirby and says, permission to break formation, <laughs> challenge him to one-on-one. -on -one. And Kirby goes, permission granted. And he turns to me and asks the same thing. I said, permission granted. So he marches right out and calls this guy out. The guy comes down and says, 
all right, we can take care of him. And he's, he's trying, and all the other guys on his team going, ah, oh, dude, <laughs> this yourself. Single combat. Zellbreaking, baby. Tyler takes him down and kicks him in the head, and game's <laughs> over. And oh. the guy starts reaching for his billfold, and I said, now you're done. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean I'm done? I said, you're done. You've, you've, you know, you paid your six bucks, and That's it was enough. nice, nice meeting you, but you're done. Well, it says here in the rules. I said, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm the chief judge, and you're done. <laughs> I'm going to go to the. I said, go ahead. You know, huh? you need to learn right away. I don't care. <laughs> do you want me to call? Do you want me to call him for you? Here you go, <laughs> Mark. So you know, I feel like yeah. you have just explained Tyler Tippett. <laughs> If yeah. only the X-Wing world knew that story. <laughs> but it, you know, it, it, I just, I, I don't get, I, I don't get some of, some of you guys that, you know, but we ran a tight game and literally I would be getting phone calls from people from Louisville, Kentucky going, are you guys running that tournament up Springfield again? Yeah. Save us three spots. We're driving in for it. There you go. <laughs> Are you oh, serious? Oh yeah, we got. We're, we, we're getting. We're. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, and we we ran another tournament where you know, there was there was 20 random events, and this tournament ran all day long. You could play for a while, walk your mech off the board, and go do something else, and nice. come back and walk, come back in because we ran for eight hours. Well. <sighs> One of the random events was Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> we had a Godzilla that dun, was about dun, this dun. tall. About this tall. This story. And <laughs> Godzilla took up about six hexes. Except the, the only place Godzilla couldn't hurt you is if you could stand your mech right underneath between his legs. Okay? So we marched Godzilla out. And this, and this guy across, he's just... How many hits does it take to kill a Godzilla? And I just went. <laughs> Don't know. No, no, dude. How many hits? Can't tell you. And all this was all that was going to do was Godzilla was going to move three three hexes a turn until he walked off the board. If no one shoots at him, you're golden. Somebody shoots at him. You got to deal with Godzilla now. And you, you can't kill Godzilla. Have you ever seen him die in a movie? I haven't. And he almost got to the board. This guy goes, I just got to know. <laughs> Two PPCs and hell was unleashed. <laughs> so for the next three hours, the uh, eight or nine guys were just trying to stay the hell out of the way of Godzilla. <laughs> and and they had so much fun, and it was so not not BattleTech, but it was BattleTech that we were all laughing about it. And and uh, well, how much how much damage does his breath weapon do? Don't get in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> but we would do we would do silly things like that with BattleTech, and that's and awesome. Just got a lot of a lot of favorable uh, exposure. We actually even got to run a Blood Name tournament once. And nice. I couldn't tell you what the blood dame was now. That was, she's 25 years ago. But uh, didn't have a big turnout, but the guy was appreciative when he won it. And God knows if he even still has the certificates and stuff, but he did. And uh, 
this game has means so much to me individually and it's just not all the crap i bought over the years because, but you got to remember when i was buying it a small fig was three bucks <laughs> yeah and a medium and a medium fig was 450 a large was 650 and a and, and an assault was eight bucks maybe ah can and, we go back to that and you know i would walk in and says hey i got four today in and i said i need two of each what are they <laughs> oh that give me four you know and you know 40 bucks you're out the door with you know 10 pounds worth and <laughs> and when and in year 2000 when everything went to crap with fasa and everything he just literally said um can you give me 25 you know 25 percent of what what the cost is and i bought the wall yep yeah. i remember that day yeah. <laughs> I have so many damn hop lights I don't know what to do with, but you know. Uh, <laughs> Try our hobbies too, like City. And and the thing was is I was so distraught. I mean, I, I was physically distraught when I heard FASA closed. What's gonna happen to my game? Where's it gonna go? And then we got all these pretenders to the throne. Click oh. tech and and whoever fan pro and you know, this and that. And sure, they were generating stuff. Click Tech, I got two boxes. kids. I got two boxes of the stuff. And it's so old that, like, the plastic's finally breaking. <laughs> and and I don't care. It's just in, in the buckets. Mm. Uh, Mark, make good extra, Mark. make good extra pieces to put in your bases for no. damage. Mark, pro tip. Make them, make them rubble. Yeah. Bust oh, them apart, sure. glue them together, put some gravel in there. So, but then that would mean me like making models. Oh no! Oh no! God forbid! Um, you got time? Well, maybe after. Not yet. He hasn't retired uh, yet. You, you have to make a three hundred and fifty list 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 yet. You have time. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe we'll 30, do a. I, uh, please turn in your submissions to me by the end of. Uh, I was just gonna week. say maybe we'll I'll do a, it tomorrow. Maybe we'll tomorrow. do a Facebook thing on the Wolfnet Radio uh, Facebook. Uh, Bill uh, Tippett's three fifty list. Make your first Celtic Rangers three fifty for Uncle Mark. Done. Good deal. I'm good contest. Bring it, bring, bring, it, bring it on. <laughs> I'll I'll send my email address. <laughs> don't don't do um, that. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, what you guys do, I mean, I've said this before, what you guys are doing, God, I feel like you're all my best friends. I mean, you know, uh, whoa, Tommy, whoa. Tommy, Tommy was six, sick. And when I heard about it, I just said, Hey, Tommy, how you doing today? You know, and I, I, I text him a couple of times a week or whatnot. And it wasn't, it wasn't that I'm trying to suck up or I was just concerned that I knew he was sick. He's part of the group. I was hoping he was getting, and I just want to let him know that somebody was thinking about him. And, and, uh, I, I haven't, I haven't really corresponded with, uh, Gideon, but what he does is, is wonderful. I would love to have the time to sit down and research this stuff out. I mean, I jokingly was I almost sent an MP3 to, to, uh, Aaron, and it was uh, this date in history, but it was the first Celtic Ranger, this date in history, which has no way to be checked or verified. Freaking by send anybody. it. 
Do it. And, and um, You ain't got a hair on your ass. What? Send it. What did you say? You ain't got Send a hair it. on your ass. <laughs> no. Don't challenge me. I, I could show you. But, uh, Done. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I have a question. I text Andrew. I've got an answer in, in an hour, usually sooner. Or, hey, I'm trying to find this book. It's here. Let me show you this, that, da, 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 da. Or I call, uh, I call Aaron every now and then, or I'll, he'll be, I know he's busy and all of a sudden his phone starts exploding because I'm Facebook calling him. <laughs> and he's like, what? Hey, I always doing? call you You're back. Busy. I'm busy. I always call I you back care. though. <laughs> I know. And, you know, Matt, what, what you've done for me has just been very special and I, I appreciate it. I still, I need, I need to get my cards out again and build a list so you can kill me at that game too. But uh, hey, I'm a great <laughs> loser because I'll drink with you, and I'll tell you to shut the hell up. And nice. and and you know, when you do that stupid move that just absolutely crushes me and should rip my pull <laughs> out, I'll just uh, I'll just nod and I'll hand you a poker chip. Well, I guess we're in the so, shout out so, section. So you, so you get you give out a poker chip when you lose. Oh I no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. The poker chips are special. Ah. The poker know. chip goes to whoever I'm playing against or whoever irritates me the most. Meets your fancy. <laughs> let's let's just say if you get a poker chip, you are a special person. It doesn't mean a good or it doesn't mean if you're a good special person or a bad person. Well, it could be either okay. both. Okay, these poker chips started out as a joke. <laughs> Literally just a joke. And on one side of the poker chip, I had OCX and I signed it, you know, Uncle Mark. And on the other side of the poker chip, the first set said, fuck you. Nice. Wait, there's Which, another set? There's four sets. My oh friend. my god. Damn. I want Just, to collect all four. Well, okay. <laughs> the story gets there. So the second set was uh on the horse you rode in on. <laughs> the the third set was like like Hogan's goat. And I I have to look what the fourth one because I had like three different choices on the fourth. So it's a whole it's a whole statement of four just, sayings yeah. that go together. Yes. F you on the horse you rode in on with Hogan. <laughs> All over, like Hogan's a goat, and something I I remember what the last one was. But so I'm I'm on Facebook or something, and I see oh fuck off! You have your own fan page. No, this wasn't from the. By, by the way, if anybody would like to... Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to shout. No, no, You shut up. I'm going to plug this one. I'm plugging this one. So anyway... Wolfnet Radio. Wolfnet Radio. Type into your Facebook page, Uncle Mark's fan page, and go join that shit, because he has his own fan page. That's how famous this guy is. <laughs> and if you look carefully, you can see me flipping somebody off at Worlds. Um... <laughs> Anyway, I get this message from this guy in Seattle. It says, hey, how much would it cost for a complete set of the poker chips? What? 
And he says, yeah, I, I hear there's four in the set. How much? Is, is two, will 200 handle it? <laughs> and I'm going, who the hell are you? I mean, 200 bucks for a stupid poker chip that I bought at Walmart that I took a white pen and wrote something stupid on it that shouldn't, you know, I mean, come on. It's just, it's, it's a gag. It's, it's a, a token gag. of love. And this guy has been adamant and I, I won't do it. I won't, I won't. <laughs> I won't put it together. I won't ship it out to him. I won't, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Tell him. Just, just, he's got to come play. Tell him, take it, take the $200, buy a plane ticket. And when you're ready yeah. to play on the board table, if you, you know, we'll play four games of, of four different games and you'll get a poker chip for each one. So, you know, anyway, and the, and the silly thing is, is, is I would walk into Adepticon or to Gen Con and I would be accosted by people wanting <laughs> poker chips. And I'm going, it got what? out of hand. Let's just say. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this guy says, my wife sees your poker chip sitting in my, my game room. And she goes, I just don't get it. <laughs> and, and, and he says, no, you haven't met Uncle Mark. <laughs> And uh, like I said, it all started out as a gag, and it just got stupid. And and that's that's what the Uncle Mark fan page is. Is uh, I was more active on it earlier, but uh, occasionally I pipe in and give my perspective of the day, or I'll well, run a video. Let's in there let's and... flood it with BattleTech fans. Oh, I'm that'd be great. That would pretty be great. sure that everyone's be... gonna love you after this. This uh... that would make that would make Harold go, "What the hell? How I don't know these people." <laughs> But speaking of someone, the, we do you have we, the link of that. Oh, just type in Uncle Mark's place, fan page. Uh, Uncle Mark's uh, fan club. Fan club. There you go. Not page. Uncle Mark's fan club. Yeah, you can you can type me. in Uncle Mark fan, and you should be able to pull it up. Nice. But someone we also do love did something very <laughs> foolish, and we're glad he but still came out on the better end of it. So Raymond White, starting our new sick call. So, oh yeah, sick call. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, this is this is our sick call tab for upcoming should injuries. We call, uh, should we call it the bedpan segment? <laughs> eh. <laughs> sure, I don't care. <laughs> so we'll see if it <laughs> big old big old bedpan goes out to Raymond White. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was working on his... uh, Geeks don't jump off the roof. Geeks don't jump off the roof. He was working working on his uh, gutters one one day, and he was climbing his ladder and realized that basically it wasn't going to hold him, and he jumped off and broke both his ankles. So he is working on a speedy recovery. Um, and might have some surgery yet. No, no update. No surgery. Last post post I saw is no surgery. So thank thank uh, goodness. He, he, he did not complete his death from above, but it didn't, uh, (laughs) it didn't damage his legs as much as we thought they would. So, so we'd like to give out a, a warm, uh, get well soon to Raymond white, uh, to recover well and quickly. And, uh, if anybody would like to send him some flowers and a card, that would be a, a blessing as well. Also, Andrew, what was your thing that uh, <laughs> that you texted him? 
Nope, that was Matt. That was that was. Matt. Oh, Matt texted him that. <laughs> Don't share those. <laughs> no, 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 no. What you told Raymond with his new found. Uh... Oh, that he was gonna that he was gonna learn to walk with his baby now. Yeah, oh. yeah. Because <laughs> uh... I got a baby. It's- Four months, four months away, he'll be going through PT, and his baby will be learning to walk at the same time. That'll be a great bonding moment. Karma, I feel <laughs> sorry for you. <laughs> hey, he's he's got time to work on those mold lines and work on some painting. That's true. I uh, I just saw I, this on. I told him. Go ahead. I told him that since he was in a wheelchair, that all he could paint is vehicles until he's out of the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just saw this on Classic BattleTech. It's a picture of a beautiful uh, Wolf's Dragoon uh, Marauder 2, and it says, I didn't choose the Marauder 2 life. The Marauder 2 life chose me. <laughs> that should be Andrew's next tagline, next podcast. <laughs> That's true. That's awesome. Um, yes, so speedy recovery to Raymond. Um, you're only able to paint wheel-based uh, <laughs> tanks and... Uh, and uh, you know, Karma's Karma uh, is his wife, and uh, she did receive that nickname for a reason. So, sorry, Karma, but uh, it is your call sign. So, <laughs> good luck to the the White family. Uh, hopefully, everything is going okay. Um, we're gonna skip the requests because we don't have time. Check. Uh, Wolfnet Shout Regiment. Uh, oh, oh, the comment. Uh, the Wolfnet Regiment, <laughs> basically, guys, get your get your Pod One games in. That's all I can say. Um, in fact, I believe we have two neg- negligent uh, commanders attached to uh, companies that uh, still need to get their games in. Uh, <clears throat> Andrew and Matt. <clears throat> uh, they. Uh, everyone else has got their games in. We're waiting to go on to pod two, and yes, I understand it's summer and everyone's busy. That's why we did this with no time frame. So, but uh, everyone else has got their games in. Jump on it, get going, so we can get to pod two. We'll get those squared away. Shout outs, trivia. Swords have long been a part of stories. <laughs> oh God! <clears throat> Just kidding. Uh, the the trivia question has been answered from last. Uh, Last podcast. Uh, Surprise, it's Kaji. <laughs> so, Again? Oh, yeah. Dude, the, he is the Shadow Colonel slash Wealth of Knowledge. What are you going to give him this time? He got a signed a copy. He got a signed copy of Shrapnel 4 from uh, one ah, of the authors. Right, that's right. Senior Charles Gideon. Congratulations, Gideon. I, I read your story. I liked it very much, and I uh, wish you were here tonight, but I'm sorry to hear about uh, uh, the death in your family, and uh, the Tippett family sends uh, good thoughts and prayers in your direction, sir. Now get back in the silence. That was, that was a something. beautiful moment of silence. All right, shout-outs. Jesus, Andrew. You want to shout-out the entire world oh, while you're at it, or...? <laughs> One podcast a, at a time. I, I, yeah. I had I had a lot of stuff happen this last this last month. You you did. This month I gotta, was busy. I gotta get everybody. 
So my shout outs. First off, uh, shout out to Derek over at Aries Games and Miniatures. Um, he did uh, some awesome work for me on getting me or acquiring me some Hero Falcons. And mm-hmm. uh, the new the new exclusives that just dropped, I, I was working out something with him on those. And I got a friendly little email from him saying, hey, Shrapnel 5 will probably be here next week. Do you want to hold off? It's a good upsell, Mr. Merchant Seafox guy. So um, thanks for thanks for watching out for me. I, I appreciate that. Um, I got to shout out Sean Goolsby again for hosting another another uh, little Minnesota 350 game. Chris, Brian, Will, Bob, and Marv, uh, they all joined us. Uh, we went to the uh, Pork Smokehouse again and had great food, and it was Ooh. nice enough outside. Uh, Sean took us around the lake on his boat, so it was a really, really good day. And then uh, last night, big shout-out to Chad Orson. Uh, for hosting the the classic games that we played at uh, uh, Source Comics and Games last night. And then Todd, Ken, Brian, Ben, and I know I'm missing some other folks. I I show up and they're like, he's a Wolfnet guy. But then no one told me who they were. They were just like, hey, yeah, we know you, but you guys got to understand, there's a lot of you and there's five of us. So please, next Next time you see us, come out and say, hey, I'm so-and-so, you know? That way I can get a name to the face and I don't look like a douchebag the next time we meet again. So, um, And you'll get a shout-out of the show. Least, uh, last but not least, Dale Ida. Dale, you're freaking amazing. So we've started a conversation with Dale about um, creating uh, some 3D-printed terrain for the 350. And I think we were on the phone with him for, what, maybe three hours talking through some different things. But he was sharing his screen in Discord, and we watched him build a bunker. Brand new bunker. Fast. And that two hours. And it was freaking ridiculously awesome. So <laughs> be on the lookout. We're still working on some uh, some things there, but um, trust that things are in the works there for uh, getting terrain out or, or having printable terrain for people to, to get to so i'm done that, that's that's all my shout outs i got a lot uh well now that charles isn't here i can finally thank the guest and not have my thunder stolen um <laughs> <laughs> a lot of you a lot of you will understand that i have a very close relationship with uncle mark uh through after listening to the two and a half hours of podcast but I cannot, there's no way in, in words that I can express how close of a relationship I have with Uncle Mark. Um, Uncle Mark's not like Uncle Mark to me. He's like dad number two. Uh, he has been with me for longer than I can remember and uh, love that man to death. I will, like if he calls me tomorrow and needs me, I am dropping everything, including my family of two of my family and everything else. I will be yeah. there. Yeah. So <laughs> the the man means more to I'll me be, than, yeah. than he can possibly know. And, and I'll be meeting him in Des Moines to, to be be by his side. So uh, let me just say this. If you, if anyone has a chance to eat, meet Uncle Mark, don't 
treat it as in just meeting a regular person because you are meeting someone above <laughs> yeah he may he may seem like a normal person but he is not <laughs> he's, he's special <laughs> he is he is very special um so i thank you uncle mark thank you for grueling out the three years that i told you you'd be on this podcast but uh uh like i said I've had many special moments with this man, and uh, I can't thank him enough. Especially, for... the, especially the uh, the uh, night at Gen Con that he decided he was leaving early, and apparently we had money saved over from our podcast to help with our expenses. And so, from one end of the vendors' hall to the other, I yelled <laughs> at him, "Hey, Aaron!" He goes, "Yeah, what, Uncle Mark? And you owe me money." <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's yeah. like, what? We got a lot of weird looks that day. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to do it. I thought he was going to do it once and be over, but no, he decided to follow me all the way through. <laughs> you know, I wasn't in charge of that bank account, by the way. I know. <laughs> I had as much money as you did in that in that endeavor, but anyway, I just want to thank Mark for being on the show. I appreciate the invite. I'll go next. I want to thank, thank you, Uncle Mark. I want to thank Easy Company for uh, not completely telling me to go f myself. <laughs> um, I haven't. Wow! Wait, anything. what? What? <laughs> I haven't played any games. Uh, I've been really super busy this summer, so um, they still. I guess I'm. They still haven't booted me off the easy, easy. Train. Oh, they're they're just saving you for the the actual elimination tournament, huh? Uh, they're probably using my mech, though. <laughs> I hope they're using my mech. I hope they are. Who, would, who wouldn't want to use a Nightjire Prime? Nightjire. That's it. God damn it! What, what did I? <laughs> what did I call it before? Anyway, whatever. So, uh, shout out to Dirks as well um, with his family uh, thing going on. Um, shout out to Mark for keeping tabs on me through COVID and surgeries. Um, shout out to all the veterans out there coming up this 4th of July. Um, be safe. Fireworks sucks. I know that was going on earlier today, so uh, yeah, that's my shout-outs. I was recently reading um, The Mercenary Life by Randall Bills, and that is quite a fun book to read, especially when it's tied to uh, MechWarrior 5, which I didn't read the back of the novel to know that beforehand until I started going through the tutorial. There really wasn't much of a a novel that dug into the tech um, characters. There was some German novels in a series that had some of that, but this, uh, this was a pretty sweet uh, book so far. I'm about halfway through it. And, like, the characters of... Uh, Chloe and um, their new formed mercenary unit is is pretty sweet. Um, 
reading through some of the chapters where they diagnose, um, investigate, and start repairing and look at the, the actual numbers is awesome because it's deep diving into details we haven't really seen before. And that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Keep that up because it's creating new new avenues for readers to enjoy and get hooked into line and sinker. The the story that stood out for me in that book was the, the I think it was the second chapter of the jump ship travel and just how long that is. You know, Mark made the comment about in a story we're on one end of the one end of the sphere and the next chapter we're on the other end of the sphere in there really isn't ever been laid out as well as Randall did in that chapter, just the sheer amount of time it takes to get from point A to point B when you're transversing the stars. Yeah, you can jump 30 light years, but things are spread out. I mean, it's fucking space. So it's vast. I, I agree. I, I really like the I really like those that book, that series, too. So I can't wait to see more of that come into play. You know, especially if it's <clears throat> even like that German Novacat Ghost Bear series where it's, hey, you better pack that ankle actuator and grease the right way or I'm not going to be able to get out the doors to go take on bandits. That's it's, it's interesting stuff that has a place and it's just more people you're going to tie into the stories with, with such great, uh, great fiction. Mark, you All got right. any shout outs? You're the big man here. Well... Big operative word. You know, uh, at my age, I've been six foot six plus for since I was fourteen <laughs> years old. It's hard finding pants, isn't it? Uh, well, uh, especially when you got my middle. Um, <laughs> but it's a uh, bitch when that keeps growing, I mean, I mean, isn't it? Aaron, Aaron should be worried if Andrew and I are on either side of him and he starts talking smack because <laughs> we make an Aaron sandwich out of him in a heartbeat and he doesn't survive. Um, He's not wrong. I still think uh, I'm faster than both of you. <laughs> I keep you'll telling get, my son he's got he's got three get, steps. I don't think tired. you're fast enough for three steps. I'll get tired, <laughs> yes. My entire baseball, basketball career was based on three steps and uh, <laughs> no one seemed to figure out that you know, if you just don't let me go left, I can't do anything. But nope, no one ever picked that up on that. But uh, you guys, uh, gosh, I can't say enough good stuff. Just, just because you accept people for who they are. And you're, okay, I've had to deal with this at work for like the last six months all the inclusiveness and the diversity of the player base <laughs> out there are all welcome here. And please understand that no matter what you say can be taken, can't be taken the wrong way or hurt your feelings. Now, uh, after that crap's all out of the way, um, you accept all of us, you accept all of us and our shortcomings and our specialness and, and this and that, and you can hear it in every podcast. Sure, I yell at it, but you know all of us do this and that, and, and you know I, it's, it's muffled behind the drywall. We don't even notice. Why the hell does it have to be three colors? I'm just, just you know, that's just that's just me going on. But paint the cockpit, I, you'll be fine. 
I, <laughs> I, I wait with anticipation to see the announcement that comes out. I sometimes I'll like be in the first or second one to download it, and then I can, I, ping Andrew and say, "Hey, this is a good episode. I really like that." And he goes, you, "You listen to it already?" I said, "I'm in the truck a lot." <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, and and you guys have been so giving to me, and and. I think you get a giggle out of seeing what's in Uncle Mark's treasure trove in the basement, and uh, it's it, it uh, it's funny. I'll I'll pull something up and somebody will comment. Oh my God, I had one of those. Where is it, you have any more? And and I I think I showed a patch or something, and I got like four privileges going. <laughs> what could we do? And I'm going. Guys, it's it's mine till I di- I'm dead. You know? so, so just save you know, and please stop poking me with those voodoo dolls because my knees are really starting to get sore. Um, Wolfnet voodoo doll. Oh, there we go. The Uncle Mark voodoo doll. Pins Forget included. The- Forget the Irby. Oh my God. Oh no. Or maybe but, it will be the Irby. Um. I'd like I'd like to shout out to uh, Die Hard Games who tried to start getting BattleTech stuff in, but apparently uh, Iron Wind can't seem to ever get his order packed out and shipped out, and so he's like got like a third of all the mechs that he ordered to the Ooh. point where he said, "Fuck it, I can't deal with these people anymore." And every time he calls, you're like, "Well, you know, we're kind of short-handed right now." Well, apparently Ares gets their stuff and. Fortress gets their stuff, but Die Hard doesn't seem to get anything. So, yeah. So, I like I said, I'm happy with the 800 figs I have. Oh my goodness! So or you've got and, so you've got not, some time and, to paint. Oh, shut up! About <laughs> and, oh, here, let's get some infantry and put three colors on those little <laughs> mother. And yeah, I'm trying to behave. Okay. <laughs> It's hard for me. It's about um, time. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, but shout out. I will, you know, you guys, my old crew, Paul Kirby, who, bless his heart, will call me up or he'll send me a message. Did you get the latest Ill Clan uh, TRO? No, I haven't. Bing! It's in my email box. You know, uh, you guys send me stuff and you guys you know say hi to me every now and then and that makes me smile and the guys on on disc oh shoot david over in indiana that paints up that that thunderhawk and all of a sudden i walk into the hobby shop and the guy goes oh my god i've got a surprise for you today well what's that well some guy from indiana sent this to me here to give to you and and it's the thunderhawk and it's sitting downstairs right above my my uh, workbench um, with all my Marauder 2s still in the blister packs on the wall waiting to be taken down and put together and <laughs> supposedly painted. Um, I enjoy so much what you're doing here. I enjoy the fact that you've got the end with the authors and you've got the end with with the the people in the know and we get to meet them on a personal level and uh, they're relaxed. You guys make us feel comfortable. And um, the fellow that's the head of art now, 
uh, you had on uh, a while back that's doing stuff with Brent, Blaine. Brent Evans. Yeah. At, Brent Evans. Know, when he says, I could go for three more hours. <laughs> Me too. You know, yeah. but, but he has more toys than what I have. We should have never cut him off. Maybe. He feels <laughs> more toys. But, you know, those conversations are exciting to me. I, I, I you know, and, and I see the new people that, that are showing up on the WolfNet uh, Facebook page and showing off their gear, showing off their stuff. Um, those of you that paint really well, I hate all of you. But you know, in in a in a loving way, okay? you hate them all equally. Yeah, equally. Yeah, uh, and because you have you have talent, and you have time. I have time. I don't have time, and I don't have a lot of talent. But I I I can I know how to dry brush, and I know how to to you know base coat, ba base coat, dry brush, and a little wash, and uh, make the cockpits kind of look the same color. Um, don't make them the same color. You need three colors. <laughs> Not the jeweling. Anyway. Overall. Yeah. Jeweling. Whoever came up with that concept? Come on. That, that person is living in a basement by himself with his mother feeding him. Come on. So, anyway. Um, that doesn't sound too bad. I digress. <laughs> so, so uh, keep up the good work. If you guys ever want to talk to me again, I know, just give me a jingle or if you need a fifth. See, Aaron, this is how you work. I, this, I, I see you doing it. I see you doing it. I see you weaseling your way in here. I, I see it. But I, I'm generally available and, uh, and, I, and I like to help out because <laughs> you guys are fun and you talk about something that I love um, and something that I understand. And except... In the new rule books, it has all these little designations after what a weapon does. And I keep going, what the hell is this? Doesn't that make a hole in something? What, what, is, <laughs> what is all this? Other? Doesn't this explode? And shouldn't armor fly away? I don't, I, I don't you know, and I, I try to ignore it and just keep on reading. But uh, from an old guy's point of view, yeah, it's a lot to take in. And, and, uh, Sometimes, you know, like I said, the hard drive's full, but I'm really trying to give Alpha Strike the chance it deserves. I like the 350. I like the idea. I, uh, you made me go to the basement and find the terrain I had for, uh, for the uh, click tech crap and something else I had it for. And I found it all, and it was still in the still in the original packaging and whatnot. And I think I posted a picture. I threw it out one day. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Um, and just to say, look, I actually have some of this stuff, and I have I have probably this big a stack of individual felt squares. So I make my own lakes. I make my light woods. I make my dark woods. I make my roads. I have dirt paths. I have paved streets. You know, I I can do all that stuff. I have enough Grox blocks that you paid a lot of money for this company to build you little pretty buildings and whatnot. I can do the same thing with Grox blocks. And you're going, what the hell is a Grox block? <laughs> they are hexes that interlock. And so you can, you can stack and make them however you want. And a mech base fits perfectly on top of them. So, I think I've seen anyway, those at one point, many, many, many so moons much. ago. 
Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Thank you for joining house, us. This I, hobby this shop great. Went, out of, went out of business one time. Uh, the guy called me up and he said, you're the only guy that ever bought Groxbox from me. And I said, yeah. And he said, here you go. <laughs> and it was like like 800 Groxbox and, you know, 50, bo- 50 to a box. And so I can, wow. I can make I can make cities. I can make mountains. I, you know, it's 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 just something silly. It's Legos on steroids. Perfect. Well, so, nothing wrong with that. Don't let anyone say that Coach doesn't keep his promises because Uncle Mark is on the show three years later. <laughs> anyway, um, Aaron, send me one of those those. Uh, Two inch to. I will do year. that. Because I would love to have one of those. Well, you already and got like a couple of them on their way. I mean, hey, horse horses will, don't travel as fast as emails and, and UPS, so you're just going to have to be patient. Okay, fair enough. But uh, guys, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Uh, this, this shirt thing that you came up with, Andrew, on. Um, fucking believable i mean i got the i got the 2x and it's a little bigger so it fits just right i was gonna ask you if you lost weight yeah yeah no come on so so uh and the hat's cool i've had a lot of comments on the hat you know i don't know what that logo is you're not supposed to go away (laughs) well i think it's time to wrap it up yeah, we'd like to thank everybody <clears throat> for listening tonight. Thank Mark uh, Tippett for joining us this evening. It's It's been a, a great experience, and we hope you meet a lot more players because they're going to be emailing you now probably. Yes. Cool. Yes. Uh, we'd like to wish everybody a great evening and pleasant tomorrow. And, uh, and for those in the States, a happy 4th of July, Independence Day. Don't blow up too many things because I go on call on the 5th. And I don't want to be out fixing stuff when you guys are blowing more stuff up. You can check us out at (laughs) WNRP at WolfStreetUnions.com and Facebook page, Patreon. What else are we missing? YouTube! YouTube channel. YouTube. Hey, for all those who are uh, unlike Mark and actually want to learn how to make terrain, we have Making Terrain. We have... How to make 350 lists. Uh, we have all of our stream games, all of our tournaments, all that other stuff on YouTube. Uh, pay attention in the future because uh, my next project is to actually do individual videos of each scenario of the 350. So we will walk you through each scenario, the rules, the setup, all that other stuff. Um, that will be a big big helpful tool for all of those of you who would like to deep dive into what it is of the 350 elf strike game um those are all coming soon so youtube youtube oh Oh, i knew you were gonna do that i knew (laughs) i knew you were gonna do that (laughs) oh that's great. <laughs> Hold on. Woof. There we go. Now we can end it. <laughs>
Test one, two. Let's go to Andrew. Mic check, test one, two, one, two. Tommy. As fat as Andrew. What was that again? As fat as Andrew. Oh, you're, you're kind of breaking up a little your bit. Your voice kind of broke up there a little bit. I don't think you can be as fat as me. <laughs> I got the, I got you beat. I could get real hungry and do it in a couple of weeks. I highly <laughs> doubt that. I highly, I'll take money on that bet. Well, I weigh 270 right now. Hold on. Let me get Tommy. <laughs> let me get Tommy here. I'm I'm put 100 sure, pounds on, buddy. I'm, I'm sure I can Guys, put another 90 Tommy, on. Like Tommy should be college. the only one talking. God <laughs> damn it. John's all the way. Stop talking. <laughs> all of you. Just Tommy. Yes, let's keep it going. This is a fucking voice check. I'm pushing 340. There we go. All right, Uncle Mark, we're doing one last voice check, which this might be uploaded to the end of the episode because, I'm oh, my so, God. I'm so jealous. All right. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, don't.